I had to I had to go like I've been having mic issues on the stream the last few weeks, and I, uh, as there always is, there's just a, a a very simple issue. It's it's my mic is connected via USB, but it has a detachable. Cord. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. So my mom constantly like she gives me little care packages for my birthday and Christmas. She fills them with like nice things like fragrances, but then also like cables like in case i need in case i'm stuck for a cable yeah. <laughs> so i went and found one of like the five unopened cables she got me and stuck it in and now it's working yeah um, i mean i will say though you're probably aware but sometimes with mics and stuff those cables are less interchangeable than you might think they are yeah um i found that if i swap the one that it, the orange one you see here the one that i've been using I don't think this is even the one it came with, but this is the one that works best. I've tr- I've swapped it out for a different one and had big issues with it. Yes. And I don't know why, but I, maybe it's like USB versus USB Gen 2 or USB-C fast charge and whatever. I don't know, but some cables work fine and some don't. I've, so. I've, had, a, I've had a lot of that as well. because uh, um, So with this the, the little game... This is a show now, by the way. Welcome, everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? We'll just do an intro <laughs> and we'll just talk about this on the fucking thing. <laughs> Because I was going to talk about the little emulator thing, but I guess I'll fold that into Game Guff. Um, <laughs> we forgot we were supposed to be doing the show. We were just chatting. <laughs> we're just chatting, we're having, which is nice. Um, anyway, we'll, get, we'll, we'll restart here. <clears throat> Shop Podcast back the first Monday show of 2022. Life got in the way, but of course, we came back together to bring you a show for this week. I'm one of your hosts, Barry, joined as always by my ever dependable co host. First of all, we got Paul, <laughs> the football player. Yeah, okay. Uh, and also with us is Joe. The football? The, the chord song? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Disturbed. No? Oh, Disturbed. Disturbed? Disturbed. disturbed. Yeah. That's, disturbed. That's, the, that's their McBusted version. Is when disturbed, disturbed is what the, the, the Protestant newsreader on RTE calls Disturbed. <laughs> oh, we've got some bangers this week. And folks. the singer did say, oh, ah, ha, ha, ha. Um, anyway. The show is back, everyone. We've uh, we had, we were uh, uh, a little bit delayed, but of course, we always bring you a, a Monday show when we can. Uh, how are we all feeling, gents? Uh, Paul, you and I, um, we now live in Atlanta. I don't know if anyone's heard this. Uh, uh, COVID's gone. We got rid of it. Um, feeling pretty feeling pretty good about that. Oh, you know, I haven't heard about this show. You still have COVID over there. Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, weird. <laughs> What's up with that? Um. Yeah. So we um got rid of that. That was good. Remember COVID. Remember COVID. Yeah. The Irish government went from zero to sixty very quickly there. Yeah. Signed the uh, the fuck it treaty of twenty twenty two. We we had all we had all our our, our kind of wacky kind of Omicron you know shits bad restrictions in and it seemed like we were past the peak which was true you know and and so they had said you know end of end of January you know we'll take off the eight o'clock close time and all this stuff and then. The rumor started twinkling out, and then like Friday evening, they're like, "Right, that's the end of that. We're not doing COVID anymore. <laughs> H- had enough of that." Um, so, good luck, everyone who might have an illness. <laughs> we're we're, not, we're done uh, containing that shit, baby. 
Yeah, um, don't, don't let your nephew take you to a post office. No, no absolutely. Avoid the post office at all. There's something going on there. You know, avoid that at all costs. I love that that made international um, uh, uh, press because yeah. I'm sure the people outside of our are just picturing like an episode of the Hardy Box or something. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, who haven't seen the story, it was like a weekend at Bernie situation where some some fellas brought some two. Uh, Allegedly, potentially, an already dead man. So, yeah, two two lads brought their elderly uncle to the post office to claim his pension, and the post office lady, because there was like her like WhatsApp messages were, were circling circ- circulating around, and she was like, and I looked at him, and I was like, what the fuck? And they started. To, they goes, is he all right? And the two lads dropped him and ran out of the post office. And it turns out that he was dead. Now, it just a couple of hours ago, it came out that he that the one of the lads is not being charged. He did an interview, right? Yeah. And and basically, his story, which it seems the guardie are taking him at face value on, was that he he they were taking him to get his pension as they always do, and he's claiming that he, I guess, must have died on the way, and they didn't notice. Oh, oh, but he's not—he's not even been charged. He's been really like there's nothing yeah. happening to him. So I guess this. So so my only assumption is—is is, was prior to passing away, was the owl lads like confined to a chair or or unable to speak? Like, how do you not notice the difference between alive and dead? Was you know he in mean? a wheelchair or were they literally carrying him? Well, when the initial descriptions were going, because it was this before the media, went, this was one of those classic Irish things where everyone knew about it on, on WhatsApp yeah. before it got reported. And the, all the descriptions made it sound proper weekends at Bernie's. They dragged him up to the fucking window to claim his pension. And then and they were like, oh, he's not feeling too well. And the people went <laughs> and was like, I don't think he's very well at all. <laughs> um, yeah. I saw the interview your man did, by the way. They had a picture of him. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, obviously... The justice system does what it does, and we would never prejudge anybody, especially based on their appearance. No, I tell you, Henry Fonda himself in Twelve Angry Men would would be saying, "I don't know, lads." <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me, what a oh, what a story! I mean, just absolutely. Uh, but that's that's all 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 the, all all the Irish characters are back at it again now. The COVID's gone; they can just get up to their wacky capers without having to worry about illness. Um, yeah, so it's 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 very it's very wacky, especially since we've been kind of middle of the pack towards the bottom. I think, thankfully, in terms of how badly we've been hammered, because we've been not the most cautious in the world, but pretty cautious. And like this is like this is like they they literally so they've literally kind of just said the only thing that's staying is masks, and even that's in a limited capacity. I was in I was in Dublin at the weekend, which I'll get to in a second, and I I like the first night. It was like people weren't even, they were like not even wearing it. It was like, it was like, no, no, they said everything's gone. I'm not even going to wear the fucking mask because it was the, was the attitude. And then I, I, I checked, I, I was mentioning this at work this morning and they were like, no, you don't even have to do that. And I was like, no, that can't be right. And I checked the website, the government website. You don't even have to wear a mask in the pub anymore. If you work in the pub, you have to wear a mask. If you're at the pub, you don't even have to. I was like, what? That's mental how is that possibly productive like you still have to wear it to the shop is basically the only thing and there's no other rules um this is going to be very funny to listen to again when we're like being handed a loaf of bread by the national guards like it's gonna be (laughs) very funny to listen back to this show when it's all gone tits up again but um 
yes, quite the week, um, uh, uh, quite the week in Ireland here. Um, I did, I did, I was up in the big smoke for the weekends, um, mm. uh, which is quite nice. Went, mm-hmm. Did something that I was actually curious to do for a very long time. I was up for a pal of mine's birthday, and, and someone had the idea. We went axe throwing. Which oh, is yeah. uh, one of these kind of trendy things, right, right oh. next to like VR uh, 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 get-togethers. Is one <laughs> VR things? axe throwing. VR axe throwing, <laughs> like in The Simpsons virtual pool. Um, it, it just kind of crops up here and there, and so we did it. And I have to say, it was it was quite great. I would definitely do it again. Um, and as, as you would expect from any kind of like activity where you're just hoofing something, big time kind of like tension in the shoulder reliever do you know what i mean right um you do like you do like 10 minutes of practice throwing and then you get little scorecards like you're doing the darts or like mini golf or something and you just play with your friends and they add up start and at the end there's a winner and it's great and then if you've time left over the guy our instructor anyway was like oh well so because they obviously very safety cautious they teach you a particular thing it's not you Mm. just get to yeet an axe for an hour they tell you a proper way how to do it and then at the end it's like oh well you can do it one-armed when you're feeling comfortable with it and blah 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 blah, and uh, and also it was really 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 fun and 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 towards the end of the hour you kind of get get to grips with the actual technique but early on it's just kind of like i get to throw the axe and and here it goes smash into a wall and it's satisfying (laughs) um and and then toward as as it goes on you're like oh there is a thing here there's like a thing i'm trying to get to grips with um uh, and i didn't get it within the bounds of 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 competition but i did get a bullseye at one stage during the competition and i did get a 10 pointer they do they have this mechanic like mechanic a rule i guess is a better way to describe it where in the last round it's like a a traditional target with layers like one point is the outer rim and six is the bullseye and then there's these two little dots in the one point area and if you declare it before your shot that you're going to hit them you get 10 points wow. and, I, and i got one i was very proud of myself um um the the guy who was teaching us was a bit of a nerd and so he he said you know <laughs> uh, uh one one thing you can do is uh so uh, you can shout out foos da like if you're in skyrim um, and I did it, and I got the ten points. So, I, so you know what? He was he was right. He was right. It fucking worked. Um, but yes, axe throwing, absolutely uh, uh, great crack. Uh, I would recommend it if someone's looking for something a little bit different uh, uh, and to work out the old the old shoulder muscles, like Brock Lesnar. Um, but yeah, that was quite a lot of fun. I also uh, resolved my postal dispute, and I got my little uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> what only keeps calling my Game Boy. Uh, uh, which I am in fact playing Game Boy games on, so she's not she's not that wrong. Uh, I'll talk about that in Game Guff, but um, but yeah, that was the old uh, that was the old life guff for me. What have you boys been up to this this most notable of weeks? Uh, not too much here. Um, wasn't feeling too well at the weekend, so it's been a very quiet, very very quiet week. Can give an update on the uh, computer situation mm-hmm. from last week. So I've I made some progress, so. Three issues were PC had stopped working, laptop battery knackered, and I had knocked over the monitor and cracked it. Pleased to say, purchased a new monitor. Okay. Um, similar size to the last one. I couldn't. They don't. They don't they've discontinued the, the old monitor I have. It was a, it was a twenty six inch curved Samsung monitor. Unfortunately, couldn't get it anymore, so I had to go one inch up. Which, if I'm honest, is too big for the desk that we've got. It's, oh. it's like it's like you're sitting in front of a big screen TV, to be honest. <laughs> so what I've done is kind of moved the monitor to the side, so that's kind of in the corner, and then you've got the laptop in the middle. So it's, mm. it's a bit bit more workable. But that's good, and the monitor the monitor's great. So that's solved. Got the new battery um, for the laptop. 
didn't have the right screwdriver. Purchased the right screwdriver. You know, it's very fiddly. It's not like a yeah. normal screwdriver. You need to. It's got weird little screws on the case, and then you need a tiny, tiny little screwdriver. Once you get in there, got the screwdrivers. Got in there. Unfortunately, what I didn't realize is that the screws inside of a laptop aren't exactly the most hard wearing. If mind, they're quite a sort of soft okay. screw. So what happened where I'd, I'd taken it off once, didn't have the right screwdriver, put them back in, took them out again. The thread on the head of the screwdriver on the screw uh. is fucked. <laughs> so I can't get any purchase on the screws to get the old battery out now. Oh, God. Um, so I haven't quite figured out the solution yet. I did try various things online. Like someone suggested using a rubber band, like you can put that into the screw and that can help sort of tighten it. Right, yeah. Try a bit of super glue, there's mm. a few other things. Nothing's worked quite worked yet, so I'm gonna have to pers- persevere with that. Um, but it may be just the case when banding it, and then I have no idea what I'm gonna do with this brand new battery that I bought for ninety quid. But uh, I'll think of something. But yeah, I'm gonna try that. I've got some little like pliers that I might try and twist the screw around with. But we'll see. I'll report back on that next week. Hmm. Um, well, assuming I don't destroy well, the computer. Ho- yeah, hopefully you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Considering the PC doesn't work as well, I could be two computers down. So we don't. Uh, we know. Hopefully I'm here next week. Third, third computer is the charm, you know. I know, but that's the update. No update on the PC yet. I'm kind of trying to figure out what to do with it. But it's one of those annoying ones where it's like, if it is a new graphics card, that's going to be 200 quid for the one that's yeah. in there, replace the one that's in there. Plus, you know, if I pay someone to do it, to have a look at it, that's going to be another 100, 150, whatever. You get to the point where you might as well just buy a whole new PC, you know, for 400, 500 quid rather than paying for that. So I'm a bit like, do I get someone to look at it or do I just not bother with it get something else i don't know I haven't quite decided yet so that's my that's my computer woes some progress probably sort of one and a half progress on that but we're not quite there yet so more more to come in the weeks ahead but that's that's been my week really good you feeling okay yeah yeah not too bad yeah a little bit better rested rested on on sunday good. um I was out buying a suit today. Ooh. Go on, go on. Uh, we're going to a wedding next week, um, and we'll be going to one in the summer as well. Okay, so, so it seemed like, yeah, seemed like the time to invest. Like you know, I've had uh, suit jackets and pants and that in the past, mm. but but like you know, you go to uh, you go to pennies or Primark or done stores and you know. Get some bog standard owl one that kind of fits, kind of you know whatever. No, so we went down. There's there is a little um, I don't know what to call it. A suit shop, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a tailor per se because he he nah. doesn't do you do you uh, make, uh, make a boutique, uh, and boutique de de, de vêtements blah blah blah. <laughs> anyway, went down and got a a little suit ski. Uh, tried on a few little bits and bobs, little suit, fit pretty good. It's funny because he, what happened was, the guy there was suggesting me, all right, try it. Because I don't know, I, I, I must have come off like the biggest mark in the world, right? Because I was, you know, you know when you go and look at a shirt or, or a jacket or something, and the size is like 38. I'm like, I don't know. What that, I'm a large. I don't know what 38 means. Oh, <laughs> you absolute jabroni. <laughs> I was with you until I was about 16 years of age. What, like, <laughs> find a shirt that fits you, right? And look at the label. I have one. I was wearing one, but it just says L on it. So no, no, no. Have you owned a suit before? 
ah yeah when, when i was a different size than i am now bro. <laughs> yeah, okay but take <laughs> okay <laughs> but take it as a baseline now that is i will say that's not an exact science because we did that recently and i was like maybe add, add an inch or two based on the changes to my belly those are not enough. those are not enough changes <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I was too conservative with my additions, yeah. um, but anyway, go on. But I put I put the jacket on first, right? So I went down with like a, a shirt a shirt that I wear. It, w- it wouldn't be the shirt I wear at the wedding, but I have a shirt. I had my shoes on so that when I try on the pants and that I'll have to do like how it looks with shoes, you know. Yeah. So I put the jacket on, fit pretty well. Um, but he was like, mm, "It's a bit big," so he gave me a smaller one, and then he was. Call? Oh, very disrespectful. <laughs> I um sorry. You give me a smaller one. And I couldn't perceive any difference between the two jackets. But apparently one was a size bigger than the other one, so went for a smaller one, of course. But they both felt the same to me. And then he gave me two a pair of pants, right? Go on. <laughs> um so try them on. <laughs> right? <laughs> um they fit maybe maybe a little bit tight around the yeah. old the old bellow zone. Mm. Um, gave me another pair. Now these were apparently the same size, but the second pair felt way way more comfortable, way bigger. But then he was saying to me, "They don't look very good in the in the back," which you know I I, I, I suppose right. means the the old bootay is not you know banging. The, the eyes are not going to be drawn to the old yeah. bootay wearing that piece of shit. So, um, funnily enough, then, I, I don't know if anyone saw it, but I, I forgot that I was meant to go back to the fitting room. I just started taking the, I just started what? Taking the, in the middle of the store. Lads, COVID's gone 24 hours and he's already just acting the fool. I forgot. I, oh, sit them back yeah. up real fast. Oh, bad excuse in court. My God. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I, I I took the the smaller pair. He said he'd uh do do the waist up an inch or however they do that. There was apparently something in it to make it like tighter that they they can undo anyway. So I got them. They'll p- pick them up tomorrow. Tell you what, though, buying a suit is not cheap, brother. It's uh cost me about three hundred Europeans. It's not bad to be fair. Bad for it, yeah. So I just need to um, get some shoes because it is a navy suit and my shoes were black. And as any fashion-minded person will tell you, <laughs> black plus navy do not oh, go. Don't even go there. Do not go together. Um, so that was my little funny trip down to the old suit shop um, in which I tried to do <laughs> disrobe out in the open. Um, also, there's something I want to bring up that I, I forgot to bring up when, when we did our Christmas comeback. Um, I talked about the Orange Cassidy toy, action figure, doll, whatever terminology you want to use, that I got very nice gift from my brother. I never told you guys what wrestling figure I got him. Go on. Did I? Uh, Cody. No, I'll show you. I I, I want, I'm going to paste it in the chat here, right? An image. I want you guys to describe what this is. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm looking forward to this now. Keep in mind, he got me Orange Cassidy, best wrestling figure I've ever seen in my life. Right. Okay. Uh, Now, 
There's a lot going on here. So, so the title in the description says Dean Ambrose, popular WWE superstars yeah. of a couple of years ago. And then in parentheses, it says 2003 comma Jax, which that was not a time that, that Dean yeah. Ambrose was in WWE. Is this, this, I'm, so this is obviously some variety of like custom figure that a freak made online. I don't know. It was, it was in a, from eBay. And it was in a big batch with normal figures. This was the only weird standout one. So obviously it, I had to have it. It's, it looks like a Hardy Boys t-shirt, is it? Yeah, it is it, a Hardy it, Boys t-shirt, Joe. It's a Hardy Boys t-shirt. It also looks like um, he's wearing the bottoms of what would have been like a year 2000, like Triple H in trackies action figure. Or Rock, rock yeah. 99, maybe. 99, yeah. 99 Rock trackies. And the head, the head looks like it could have been off a Dean Ambrose originally, or it could have been the one Billy Gunn also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A very fascinating piece of business, I must say. Um, and the price doesn't match the Orange Cassidy price either. Can you confirm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he definitely. I mean, listen, the Orange Cassidy—that's a mass-produced bit of crap. A bit of yeah. Garbo, this is this is know. one of one. This is one of one. In fact, three ninety-nine. That's like an effing steal. You'll be selling that for three hundred and ninety-nine euros soon, baby. So I'll tell you what it is. It is. It is a Mattel Dean Ambrose head. Okay. Okay. Right. That for some reason has found itself onto a Matt Hardy body. Now I did a big search online for what the origin of this Matt Hardy figure was. I couldn't find it anywhere. What it is, is this this body was only available in a two-pack with uh, MVP. Okay. This is the this is the basketball US title challenge for Matt Hardy. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. The exact clothes he wore in that segment with, for some reason, a Dean Ambrose head. Okay, and like I, I mean, my my honestly, I was gonna say, why did your brother buy it? The, the the my real question was gonna be, why did the person who make this make this? Because it's not like usually when you see a custom a custom figure, it's like, oh, this person wasn't in the company at the time, or they didn't get a figure, or they slipped through the cracks, or whatever, or yeah. what, or what, or they're new and they just showed up on TV and they don't have a figure. What? What was the inspiration for this man or or woman? I don't know. Could be a crazy lady. Um, and he's got the big giant muscly Jack's arms as well. Yeah, like two thousand and three. Like it's in the style of a figure from the past. I what a what a trinket. I mean, it really is yeah, fascinating. I don't know. Well, I saw that and I I, I said that'll be a good present. <laughs> I, I was potentially not correct in that assumption, but I don't know. I w- I'd be happy getting some weird oddity like that. Um. So yeah, I don't know because yeah, as you say, they would have had to, to have the Dean Ambrose head. You'd presumably have the Dean Ambrose figure, and it's not like you know, as you said, Barry. For customs, you know, you might even have uh, like a gear they wore once that they never made a figure of. But like, he never dressed like this. He never had the Hardy Boys or any kind of like shirtless. Or it's not shirtless, but like sleeveless shirt with the tracky bottoms. That was never a look that he had. No. So I don't, I don't understand it. Anyway. Never a, a hardy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, the only thing I suppose left would be that I watched a lot of 
uh, football this week, Joe. Let me tell you, a lot of terrible games this weekend. Oh, Premier League some, shit. Oh, and some even worse refereeing. Hello. I think the, I've lost interest in the Premier League because it's either Liverpool or City battering people, or it's all the other teams just being really shit and boring. That's that's most of what it is. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of wasn't the case this weekend. Um, it was, well, City drew, but City drew, and Liverpool, I think, were lucky to win. Every, well, that's every week as well, and that's discounting the the horrendous fire decision they got, which. I do have Diogo Jota on my fantasy team, so I did get an assist for that. So I wasn't exactly mm. completely upset about it, but never a penalty. And Crystal Palace were absolutely battering Liverpool in that game. They were very unlucky to have not scored four or five goals mm. by the time Liverpool got the the penalty, which turned out to be kind of the, the nail in the coffin. Um, similarly, Southampton put up a really good showing against Man City. Um... What was not good, though, was the old Chelsea-Tottenham game, which was a big old stinker, uh, which Harry Kane's goal should have absolutely stood, by the way. Um, ne- again, never a push on, on Thiago Silva. Uh, reminded me a lot of the, ironically, the Man United goal mm. uh, last season or the season before against Tottenham, which was disallowed for, I think it was Scott McTominay on Sun, like the slightest little finger to the cheek. Um, like, come Sexy. on. Never a <laughs> finger in the mouth, sucking on. His <laughs> um, nah, nah, not for me, not for me. And then equally bad was the United West Ham game, which was an absolute snore fest uh, until the ninety third minute winner, or whatever it was. But that was the problem in the first place: is that we'd never win games; we only get little fluky wins at the end. Like I'm at the point where I'd rather have a lovely fifteenth minute winner. Fifth, say that again. Fifteenth minute winner then 93rd because yes it's exciting and all that but ugh, i'm sick of these like we don't play well then we just yeah. pull it out of the bag that's not a way to play football um but yeah not not a lot of good games this i say the palace liverpool game was probably actually the, the best game that i watched but mm. oh thank god i bought that richard osman book because a lot of time i was not <laughs> looking at the game i was reading about old people solving crimes murders <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of all the, the, the life guff, I suppose. That's the life guff for mm-hmm. you. Uh, what about music guff? We got some albums on tap this week. Yeah, well, one album and one uh, single. Actually, it's new a lot of singles. I don't know why I didn't write them down. Um, so first of all, I'll do the old album. Uh, I listened to... I'm, I'm, I'm really going to try and stick to like one album a week for the whole year. So I'll try and get through 52. But I listened to an album uh, which has been quite well reviewed on the internet uh, by a, an English uh, band called Yard Act and their album, The Overload. I think this might be their their uh, their debut album. Um, I didn't really like it. <laughs> okay. Despite its good reviews, I was kind of shocked afterwards to see that it, it had been quite well reviewed what i would describe it as would be like a mix of the streets uh which i know joe is a big fan of but the streets and like kaiser chiefs if every single song on the album was structured like park life by blur (laughs) so it's 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 very talky 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 and i'm talking and i'm talking and we're talking and we're talking and then there's a chorus 
um, which, you know, if, if you're doing that style of music, I think you either have to have really clever lyrics or really like funny lyrics in a kind of the streets way, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, foregoing that, the music needs to then like carry it. So you have to have interesting riffs or interesting uh, out there production. But it's kind of, it has neither. Like, the, the I found the lyrics just a bit, either a bit bland or at times, like, a bit annoying. Um, and I found the music just really uninspired. And like I said, like, I, I liked Kaiser Chief's first album, but I wouldn't say it was great. And they very quickly quickly went off a cliff after that. Mm. Um, and I don't want to really want to listen to a, a, a music or an album that's kind of musically similar to kind of Kaiser Chief stuff with streets style it's not even like rapping like streets is obviously more like rap influenced this is more just talking um in a, in more of a like park life way i guess yeah i don't know like i i, I was surprised to see that it was it was being well reviewed um and maybe it's maybe it's a case of, of not saying it's bad but just not for me yeah okay um uh, there is one track on I'd recommend is Tall Poppies, which is a uh, kind of is the longest track of the album, but it's 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 very much a, the the one song where the the style does lend itself to kind of a more storytelling feel. So it tells the story of kind of the life of this local hero in this town who kind of played for the football team and got all the women, and then towards the end of his life, he realizes like you know that maybe all that life had to offer him wasn't ultimately what he kind of wanted from it which is like that's the that's the one part of the album where i thought okay this is where they should have gone to this well more often because this is where it kind of pays off the style that they do but otherwise i just found it a bit a bit of a drag um and otherwise i listened to a few singles this week uh three to be exact so i'll start with the uh the worst of the bunch. Uh, listen to a new single by The Game oh, and uh, Kanye and Kanye West called Easy with a Z. Um, no, no good. <laughs> no good, no good. Uh, interesting stuff from Kanye about there's like divorce and and all he's got going on. Like he he, he kind of touches on that, but it's like if if I listen to a rap song, I want. Uh, again, similarly to Yardbirds, I either want the the music to be something that I can kind of nod my head to, or there to be something like really lyrically impressive there. And I don't know if you get that a, a lot with the game. I know Barry, you you were a big game head. Yeah, day, but even but... at his peak, I wouldn't see anything lyrically <laughs> interesting going on. No. Now. Um. So I I wouldn't listen to it again. To be honest, I said, all right, I've tried it. I don't like it. I'm done. Um, my EP of the year from last year, Griff. She's got a new single out as well, uh, which is pretty good. I don't have, to, I didn't write it down, so I don't have the name of it to hand. But it's a, it's a duet with another female singer songwriter, and that one is actually pretty good. Um, uh, I cannot remember, so I'll just quickly look up the name of it. Um, da, 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 da. Griff, what's the name of your song? Griff and Sigrid. Uh, oh yeah, Sigrid. Okay, yeah, it's called Head Head on Fire. Okay, and it's a it's a catchy catchy ditty in line with with kind of Griff's uh, EP from last year. And then finally, my favorite band, 
Ghosts have a new single out. Uh, they have an album coming out in March called Impera, uh, which I'm very excited for. But they put out their second single from the album after Hunter's Moon, which was on the Halloween Kills uh, soundtrack from oh, last yeah. year. Uh, this one's called Call Me Little Sunshine. Uh, less poppy than you would expect from Ghosts' recent output. They're, they're, they've kind of moved on from being a, a, a gloomy metal band to more of a, a pop-infused stadium rock outfit. Yeah, yeah. Even though they'll still throw in a little, ooh, the devil and that. Um, I'm still the Pope. I'm still Pope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that on first listen that it really, really impressed me, but on uh, you know, on repeat listens, it has become a bit of a an earworm, and uh, like I said, it's 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 a bit less poppy, and yet I still find myself kind of humming it throughout the day. So it might it might be more one for people who are already Ghost fans. I don't know if I was recommending Ghost to people who were into them. I don't think this is a song that I would maybe recommend they start with. Um, but nevertheless, excited for the album, and I'll definitely be reviewing that album when it comes out in March. And that is the music for this week. Unfortunately, uh, some absolute duds that I would not recommend. Uh-huh. <laughs> some stinkers, some as the French say. Stinkeroos, as they say in <laughs> Francais. Uh, we will move on here to Telly Gov, who has been watching some television. I'm just quite behind on everything. I still have not caught up. I've watched one episode of Boba Fett still. I uh, haven't watched a second of Euphoria um, yet. So I'm quite behind. What are you? I um, I haven't had any inclination to watch episode four of Boba Fett. I mean, people do not seem to be enjoying it that I follow, and I follow people who enjoy more Star Wars stuff than even I do. Because obviously, I watched Mandalorian like that, but I know people who like watched all those fucking Clone Wars and, and all that yeah. weird shit. Man, I don't care about any of that, baby. But they all watch that and they consume. I know I have lots of pals who consume every bit of Star Wars that comes the way, and even they're just like, this is not it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I episode that. two and three kind of killed my enthusiasm mm. for it a bit. I, 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 I thought episode one was fine. And episode two and three, I was like, oh, no. And then I saw episode four is 50 minutes again. I was like, oh, God. Might, I, I think I might struggle to get back into it after, like, uh, you know, half in the bag. They correctly pointed out that... Boba Fett's all fat and old now uh, yeah. in in this show, and he 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 is built like a wrestler doing a tragic indie run. Um, <laughs> like, What's his name? John. Uh, fuck, what's that guy's name? The pirate guy in Ring. <laughs> Paul Burchill. No, the fucking what's his name? The French guy. No, Canadian. Oh, uh, PCO. PCO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is what he is. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. So, uh, what telly did we watch this week, lads? That's the question that people want to know the answer to. Uh, I watched quite a lot of telly. Um, well, a lot of new things, uh, particularly. Um, one new thing I watched, so I, was, I was randomly, sometimes what I like to do is, you know, on Simps- on Disney Plus, you've got every episode of The Simpsons, obviously all the good ones, and then the 20 years of shit that none of us have watched. Occasionally what I like to do though is kind of dip into the 20 years of shit just to kind of see <laughs> how bad it is. You know what right. I mean? Almost like you discover a bad smell in the house and you're like, you want to have a guy's smell of it just to kind of go, oh yeah, what is that? Oh, that really stinks. You know, you kind of just to indulge yourself. Um, so I actually watched Treehouse of Horror XXX, which is the 30th 
Treehouse of Horror episode and was also happened to be the 666th episode of the of the Simpsons. So oh, they nice. kind of timed that up, which is nice. So I did watch that. And um, I'm not going to do the CS Simpsons feature that we used to do oh. because, to be honest, the Wikipedia page is really, really long <laughs> describing it. And I can't be bothered to read the whole thing. But, yeah, the first the first story was a parody of Stranger Things called oh. Dead. <laughs> it's like the original thing is so derivative like what could they possibly do so it's called danger things which oh what a pun isn't it's nothing it's absolutely nothing um (laughs) it kind of starts off okay like they obviously they recreate it very well and they're playing it's set it's basically the simpsons were set in the 80s and they're playing the et game the infamous et game um, that was buried in yeah. the Nevada desert somewhere, um, which was kind of funny. But from there, they go into the kind of version of the Upside Down. I think I can't remember what it's called, but the, you know, a version of that. And then just a lot of stuff happened. Like it, the story doesn't go anywhere. They're just in there and they're killing each other. And then it, it just sort of ends. And it's like, there's nothing clever about this. There's nothing kind of interesting. There's no real plot. So that happened. Then the next one was Homer dies, but then he gets to come back in someone else's body. And then it it just it's just him trying out different bodies until eventually he settles on Mo. Yep, that was the uh, story. Okay. So that okay. was that one. And the third one, which to be honest, I don't remember any of this, so I may have just stopped watching or sort of got distracted <laughs> by this point, but it was a parody of The Shape of Water. Um, with, with, like, yeah. I just, I yeah. like, like, I really, like, I'm not trying to be the old thing was always better, but it's not exactly The Shining, is it? I mean, I know it won a fucking Oscar or whatever, but who the I fuck know. talks about that? I know. And it, it's, I'm reading it now and it sounds to, I'll read you one, one section of it. Um, so Selma, <laughs> so Selma falls in love with Kang, the alien, right? So it's Kogan Kodos episode. Selma and Homer sneak Kang out in a waste container full of rats, but Mr. Burns finds them. Kang bites off Smithers' head and knocks out Burns, with Barney driving the trio out in his car. Burns and the military follow, but his driver is shot as they flee to Mount Springfield. Thinking they are safe, Kodos arrives with a ship, but a shooting take pla- shooting takes place, and Selma is hit in the stomach. Kang then pulls out the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> to eliminate all of the military people. And when Burns survives, he hits him with a tin can. <laughs> the so there you go. After two. the holy, after the blip, everything changed. <laughs> so two references in that. So yeah, that was um, <laughs> that was not good. Do not watch that one. Okay. Um, but moving on to good shows, I've got quite a few good ones to talk about. So, new series called Yellow Jackets, um, which has been uh, the talk of well, talk of Twitter anyway yeah. the last few weeks. So, it's I mentioned it briefly last week. It's a it's kind of similar to Lost in that it involves a plane crash and a bunch of survivors kind of stranded mm-hmm. um, in the they're in the Canadian wilderness. Which you kind of think that people would be able to find them, but then I did actually look up Canada on a map, and it's pretty big. I don't know if you guys. Know okay. It. It's like, yeah, it's like seriously, there's a lot of it, um, so it would be hard to find. Um, 
yeah, so these bunch of teenage girls are stuck in the wilderness, and it kind of flashes between them stuck there and then the survivors in the modern day, and kind of reveals, you know, what happened to them, how that kind of affected them in the past. It's very spooky. There's a kind of almost a cult kind of magical aspect to it. They don't quite get into, but they hint at. Mm. So yeah, pretty pretty spooky and very and very interesting. Um, so we finished the first series, the, the ten episodes. Um, I was kind of thinking they might reveal a little bit more at the end of the first mm. season, but they they don't give too much away, if I'm honest. And that's it's not too much of a spoiler, hopefully. But they, yeah, they don't give you all the answers. They're definitely ramping up for a, a few more seasons, I would have thought. But they it do, they like- do, yeah. But probably <laughs> not like as well lost. <laughs> I don't think they're making it up as they go along. Unlike last there, one of my favorite. Paul's kissing a lost box set. <laughs> Um, but yeah definitely worth definitely worth the watch it's it's um kind of intriguing and the characters are uh, definitely interesting enough the teenage girls and the grown-up the kind of characters are both really interesting so yeah i definitely recommend checking that one out um i watched an episode finally i watched an episode of how to with john wilson uh the hbo show which was produced by nathan fielder and it's kind of in the, the same vein as that except he is less of a format to it. It's not, you know, where Nathan for you was about going and helping businesses. It doesn't seem to be that clear of a format. It's just a kind of theme to each week uh, where this, you know, comedian, so it's not really a comedian. He's kind of a presenter, comedian, documentarian. I don't know exactly what he is, but he picks a subject. The, the subject of the first episode was how to make small talk. And it kind of starts with that and it just goes from there with him meeting all of these very, very strange characters and people and, and kind of getting involved with them and goes off in lots of very, very weird directions. But it was it was really, really funny and really, really interesting. And I'd say up there with Nathan for you in terms of a kind Ooh, of wow. like reality based, but with a guy at the center who's kind of playing a character, but not really. And, and just, you know, bringing out the sort of people's truth and, and personality. Really, really interesting. Unfortunately, it's not been put on a streaming service. It's not available on TV. It's not available for purchase in the UK or presumably in Ireland either. I have no idea why, why this one show is not available. But so I had to go old school and find a, you know, stream, stream movies.x dot Russia (laughs) slash how to with John Wilson and watch that. But yeah. That was also really, really just, good. And you click one link over and you can watch people fighting on like a dash cam. It's great, you know. Um, it's perfect, yeah. yeah. You, cl- you click on a link and it, it redirects you to xxxxxxxx.ru slash Marge Simpson Family Guy Porn. Oh, no. Um, and then you click it multiple times and it keeps sending you to it. And then eventually it sends you to a thing you want to go to. I don't even know how they do that. It's fucking mad. Anyway. <laughs> Um, recommend if it's really really worth checking that show out whether you can download it stream it whatever it's it's really really good well, uh, Yellow Jackets was was that on something over here or what was that it's on, that now, it's on now TV oh, excellent okay excellent yeah. I think it's it a I can't remember it wasn't a Hulu show it's it a, a show, show time yeah it's a show yeah. time yeah they really need to like there needs to be one streaming service that just picks up all the HBO and Showtime stuff right I hate having to like futz around find just sort it out anyway yeah I mean, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting in like i think it's gonna be like another two years but once the hbo now partnership yeah 
is done because uh, they're already in like some European territories, but not here. Mm. But they're probably it's just going to be another one of those things where it's just another another fucking one for the list, another bill, yeah. another nine ninety nine a month. Another yeah. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> to watch the now, free shows. Watch, yeah, I don't know how now TV keep getting it out of me. I really need to just give oh, it up. But anyway. Um, yeah, so that was that was really good. Uh, also, finally started watching The Boys on Amazon, oh, excellent. Um, which I've been meaning to watch for a long time. Just couldn't get around to it. To be honest, it's also really not Michelle's kind of thing because it's <laughs> incredibly lewd, incredibly violent, and incredibly dark. Um, all reasons I, I absolutely loved it. Um, <laughs> I would kind of describe <laughs> it as like a sort of more accessible Watchmen. <laughs> basically mm. like not to say that it's dumbed down or stupid like i think it's a fairly, really relatively smart show but um yeah kind of a more silly kind of uh, of course watchman yeah. you know more more outlandish probably um yeah i really really enjoyed it more than i thought it's, it's very in your face i couldn't tell if um uh carl urban at first i thought he was just doing an australian accent as it went on, I kind of thought he was supposed to be British, and I'm still not 100% sure. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid to ask. Um, but he is really good in it anyway. His character is kind of a uh, like an ex-FBI or ex-CIA agent who is in this kind of world where superheroes really exist. Yeah. And But it, uh, the superheroes are kind of being co-opted by like this huge conglomerate kind of capitalist machine and they're just essentially used to sell movies and merchandise etc and they're all actually pieces of shit so that's kind of the premise and um i, re- I really like the the way it's kind of flipped the superheroes in, into being the villains i kind of really like the little gang that's that's kind of get their revenge against them and yeah i just thought it was very funny as well i think it's um, i think it's one of it's probably i think it is probably the best of the kind of we're subverting superheroes mm. um things because it's not because now there's so many of them as well you know what i mean it's like there's so much of that as well as the actual superhero stuff but i think that one is the best it's all like i, I think part of what's great about it is i think the series leans a little bit more on the um uh corporate conglomerate movie mm. obvious disney uh, uh jabs it leans a lot more into that than the comic does because the comic predates um a lot of that stuff but yeah. it, but it's the comic is also pretty prophetic in a lot of ways as well it, it doesn't mm-hmm. d- directly do that stuff because it predates it but it's it's got a lot of those vibes in it it's 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 really good it's really good that is yeah. a um as a a garth ennis joint who is Tremendously talented. Yeah, little little Simon Pegg in there as well, doing a, yes. an American accent, and or doing his best an American accent. It's a little bit of the Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch in it, but uh. not not as bad. No, near as bad. Um, but it was good. Yeah, and you say it was uh, the, the graphic novels came out sort of two thousand six, two thousand seven ish mm. originally, and there is quite a lot of sort of post nine eleven uh, themes to it, like um, Homeland Security and the Patriot Act, and yeah. Yeah, the kind of glorification of like the military and law enforcement and all this kind of stuff is is really kind of interesting in it. So looking at it through that lens was is, is pretty cool as well. So yeah, I'm going to watch the rest of that. I've done four episodes already. I'm going to burn through the rest pretty quickly. So hope that hope it comes back. I don't know where they are in terms of production if they're doing like a season three or if anything's been announced. I, they, I haven't actually watched. It. They put out like a teaser, I think, for three. I think it's coming out okay. soon enough. 
Um, season two quite good as well, so I can give you that that bit of reassurance. It does That's it good. keeps keeps going strong for season two. I'm not sure which one I would say I prefer, but they're both they're both quite good. Yeah, uh, lots of Carnival going. Oh, you fucking can't ever fucking shifty at that. But Carl Urban is from Australia. he's Australian. Yeah, he is Australian. Because yeah. he was in um, Lord of the Rings, which I just watched. Oh, wizard! <laughs> no, he's from, he's from New Zealand. Sorry, apologies. Apologies to the Kiwis. Ring up your fucking arse, Frodo. That is what happens in the end of it. Actually, people have never actually got to the end, but that is why it's so fucking long. Yeah, that is one of the many endings. Yeah. Yeah, so the boys obviously wholeheartedly recommend, and of course, uh, we, we love that. It's a chair shot, even endorsed show. Yes. Um, yeah. And then finally, also on Amazon, I mean, you know, Amazon's a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a pit sometimes in terms of the really crap streaming shows, but there's a, a couple of good ones on there. Uh, also, watch a show called uh, Kevin Can F Himself. Um, it's a very, it's a kind of interesting format. So it's like, it's a 45 minute long show. But it's kind of a hybrid between a traditional like uh, sitcom, like a studio three camera setup, kind of King of Queens style like sitcom. Um, but the protagonist, who is the kind of put upon wife of this schlubby, really idiot <laughs> boy child, boy man who's like you know a big sports fan, he's a complete idiot. The his wife. When she kind of leaves the house, it transforms into like a more kind of serious single camera drama. And it's almost almost as if the sitcom is kind of her, that's really hard to explain, but like that's her kind of perception of her home life is this like horrible kind of like cheesy sitcom where the husband's a complete pig and everyone, you know, she's put upon and everything and the, you know, studio audience laughing and everything. And then when she leaves that setting, it becomes a kind of quite darker dark comedy sort of drama um mm. and it's really interesting I, I kind of watched the first episode and i thought oh, that's, that's interesting i wonder if that will persevere though because the actual sitcom is written exactly like that type of sitcom like the very kind of mainstream mm. you know mainstream kind of jokes big bang theory kind of style um and they spend quite a lot of time there so i kind of wondered is it gonna get a bit boring watching that style of sitcom which isn't, it's supposed to be funny, but it isn't really particularly funny. Um, they actually handle it quite well in the way they kind of interweave it in between um, this more kind of dramatic narrative is really sort of interesting. Um, I think it's only going to, apparently it runs for two seasons, which is probably a good thing because I don't know if the premise would sustain like a season after season after season. Um, but I'm definitely interested in watching, yeah, well, at least watching the first couple of seasons because it's, it's really, really good. And a really good actress in the in the lead role as well. So, yeah, Kevin can F himself. That's the show on Amazon. So, interesting. It could be a little bit different. One worth checking out. I think Amazon have upped their game a little bit lately. Um, I mean, it really was the dumping ground of just the slop. I mean, yeah. it, it was it was it was the thing you got free with fast delivery. I mean, it really was. Yeah. They, I think they they also seem to be spending the big bucks. They get like a lot of decent movies as well, mm. like from other studios. Like they get the streaming rights for them. Every now and then, I'll boot it up like bored, and I'm like, that's good for Amazon. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, what's up with that? Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Paul? Any any other telly this week you've been watching? Well, I mean, I, I, we're still slowly making our way through Lost season uh, six. Keep another kiss there. Um, <laughs> and uh, to Joe's point, 
his Joe gave obviously a great compliment to Lost just now when he said they were making up as they go along because the fact that it makes as much sense as it does, <laughs> the fact that they're they're making up as they go along, it's it's it, it's remarkable, you know. Mm. Um, no, I mean I th- I think that's I think that's a, a valid criticism of a show, but then I also think that I think most shows are made up as they go along. <laughs> I mean, I Breaking Bad definitely was, uh, you know, uh, largely changed yeah. as it went. Mm. And 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 you know, I, I'm obviously a big fan, but I, I I understand also criticisms of like you know the last two seasons aren't as good as the rest of the show, which is absolutely true. Um, however, a show that is consistently good throughout its entire run is MTV's Jackass. Yes. Oh yeah. Which I um I started uh, last week. I'm midway through season three, and uh, now ah, oh, just a joy. Uh, I I I love almost every skit they ever do. Um, definitely to counter a point that I made last week. Um, the 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 group dynamic actually does happen quite quickly. There's still skits that are involving other people that you, you might not recognize, but. For the most part, there is the core group. Um, the only one that I would add to that, who in the series is more or less a, uh, a cast member, but then who who didn't really carry over into the films, was uh, Brandon DiCamillo, mm. who's like really heavily involved in the, in, in the series. Um, but it's great, yeah. I mean, I th- I think uh, the best episode so far has been season two, episode four, um, which I'll just quickly. Give you a run a rundown of what's on that one because I, I I I've been watching them and kind of trying to say okay what is like the definitive Jackass episode so that's a uh, season two episode episode four is called wakeboarding it has department store boxing antiquing big wheel race red ra- uh, red wagon wakeboarding uh, human wrecking ball bikini wax meter fairy party boy steel tie dive. Uh, so it's got all, all, loads of classic ones. No, like puking or <laughs> yeah, shitting yeah. or yeah. you know any any of the stuff that turns people out to jackass. It's just a pure twenty minutes of silliness, which is kind of the aspects of it that I enjoy the most. So I I have four episodes left. I'm on season three, episode six, and I'm very very much enjoying. And I do have my uh, underneath my lost box set here. I do have my. Uh, my movie's ready to go as well. Excellent. Okay, yeah. I have every Jackass movie. Lovely. Not the grandpa one. I, d- I actually don't really care for the, the more candid camera stuff they do. I guess because it's been done to death yeah. since then and, and done better and done more cleverly. I think when um, Tim Robinson did his kind of pastiche of that, he kind of yeah. put the nail in the coffin of it to an extent yeah. as well. Well, no, I mean, I, I did love Bad Trip, to be fair. Um, I haven't watched. I haven't watched oh, the Eric yeah. Andre one, right? Yeah, you have to. If you like, yeah. if you like, I mean, even <laughs> even accepting that 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 genre of the jackass thing, it would be your least favorite, which I'd probably agree with as well. Uh, you have to watch it. You you will okay. like it. You will. I guarantee you, you will like it. It's very good. I do like Eric Andre, so that's fair. It's, it it is definitely, and it's very much his spin on that idea, which is which is great. And I think he's in Jackass Forever. Is he? That's good. in 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 a brief. Yeah, I think he's in one of the skits. So there you go. Um, but yeah, Jackass is great. Jackass is great. It's just a shame they never released it properly on like on streaming or anything. Like to just yeah. watch through the series. No, the best you can do is that box set, the best of the box volumes, set. Which, yeah, yeah, very hard. They did the same for uh, more more understandably. So they did the same for Beavis and Butthead. 
you can't just buy the series because of all the music videos they showed on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have I have a box set which is like the best of the skits, which is still very funny, but it's not yeah, not the real deal. That's why you got to be thankful for piracy. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yes, I burped into the microphone. Um, no movie guff this week, folks. Can you believe? I know. It? Can you effing believe it? We'll try and squeeze a movie in here uh, at some point in the next, in the next <laughs> week. I, what was it like last week or week before? We had like. 19 movies it was, it was the first one we did of the year because we had like yeah. the three weeks off for christmas okay and um, then none this week and then none Sorry. this week we are uh, very you know very slow year you know um yeah. i think it's gonna be a slow game year i think it's probably gonna be an okay movie year um but yeah we'll see speaking of games yeah. we, will, we will jump into the old uh, uh game golf uh and concluding my my saga from last week i did get a special delivery Hello. The camera there for the my co-hosts, but uh, the, the listeners can't see. I got my little uh, retro handheld thingy here from the fine folks at Anbrinick. Uh Took a quite decent amount to setting up to do. Uh, my my main my main thing I would advise to people is I think they're very easy to set up, but they are not take out of the box and just start playing, which is one thing to be aware of. Uh, you can see there at the bottom it has like two SD card slots. One of them is for firmware. So it comes yeah. preloaded with a very basic one, but like you'll want to put a custom one on there. There's like tons of like community developed firmwares where all the experts were like, no, 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 you don't want to use this one because they use yeah. they use this emulator and that's bad. You want to use this emulator. Put that I on love there. doing all that stuff. I, I think I think you'd have great crack with this as well because I, I, well, I my fear would be I would spend hours doing all that stuff and then actually never play it. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you get something out of the tinkering, then that's that's still good. That's what I enjoy because I because I like I didn't expect to do that much of it because like because the thing about the the OS I put on this, which is called a three fifty one Alec, is that one of the appeals is they're like we all the buttons work straight away as best they can for these emulators. Everything is optimized. All the settings are a happy medium of everything across the systems, but. So this thing, so this thing, I should talk a little bit about. It. I guess it, it emulates everything up to PlayStation One fairly well, uh, with yeah. the with the exceptions being the oddballs like Sega Saturn and stuff like that. That's just quite. Different. Is it like Android based? Is it? It's Linux based. Linux, um, okay. But it, but but uh, again, so there's looking on like YouTube stories. There's like three or four fan made OSs, and one of them is is yeah. Android. So it's got it's got a real community behind it, which is part of what motivated me. Uh, so it emulates everything up to PS One, and then N sixty four, Dreamcast, and PSP. It does some of, but not all of and that's where and that's where it was kind of like if you want to tinker with the settings and get some more juice out of those systems you can but that's 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 on you and so one thing i did do was that um they use this retroarch which maybe some people listening to yeah. are familiar with it's like an overarching mm-hmm. emulator thing and one tip i saw on the discord for the os was if you go to your n64 which is quite tough some i i, lo- I loaded up no mercy and it was like like by like just about playable but like not really like the, was it framey or it, laggy it, it or? was framey enough that the audio was stuttery okay. and you're kind of like this is technically playable on like mute but i don't want to do that uh, and so what i did was like right i'll go in and they have as well as like all these like retroarch cores it also has standalone emulators in so you lose your retroarch uh, uh functionality which is like save states rewind features yeah. Uh, cheats which is which is really cool to use on the other systems but it's like if you get rid of that we have a standalone emulator 
their performance better and it's like stuff like no mercy is flawless then at that stage you can do like multi-man matches ladder matches no slowdown or anything so i was like that's great so i straight so like i within a day of playing with thing i was like okay i now understand the benefit of go in and tinker with this system and restart it and maybe the game runs better and if it doesn't so what go back to the way it used to be um so so yeah so i think i think the the, the tinkering and the setting up is kind of the fun of it and i've had i've had a lot of fun with it um uh, likewise dreamcast is pretty tough but it's like turn down like the resolution and you can play crazy taxi quite well turn it back up and <laughs> and, and things like that uh, and then there's some anomalies that just work really well without anything one thing i was really surprised at was uh i could play like the def jam game on psp really well on this which i thought would be a no-go because it's such a like a really nice looking like in- intense game that runs flawlessly so there's the, there's no real logic to it but everything ps1 and below is yeah. is perfect basically uh so yeah i did some uh, uh I've, obviously since i went through all that hassle of fucking getting the thing i i, I played quite uh, a lot of it um, i put like every wrestling game i could find on here uh uh you know from the weird like unlicensed like nes game all the way up to like smackdown and stuff like that <laughs> wrestling uh yeah like pro like pro wrestling there's also like the neo geo like three count brawl all this weird shit that didn't even have a license on it as well mm-hmm. as all the absolutely horrific like ecw games and stuff uh warzone is still absolutely hideous like not even playable not even playable with like nostalgia or any kind of roast into glasses absolutely horrific game um i didn't play ecw or attitude or any of that stuff yet because it's all the same engine it's all shit it's all the same it's all garbo uh claim acclaim you bastards uh smackdown games still very playable i mean i i they're so arcadey that you can't even really treat them seriously as kind of the thing because it's so silly everything's 100 miles an hour nobody sells anything it's just fun 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 <laughs> it's like lucha libre it is like lucha or gcw you know um <laughs> and that was one actually where i did get to use like the cheats and retroarch so i was just like just give me all the wrestlers straight away i'm not playing yeah. through the season to get stone cold steve austin i'm not doing that shit just give me all the wrestlers and all the match types and it does which is great um so that's great um and yeah i just did like various bits and bobs i put a, a version of mame on there with all the arcade games uh, again something that's just like fun to like figure out and learn is like i put the simpsons game on there and i was like wait i can only play as marriage and so i had to google it and i was like well because of the way the emulator works if who you played as in the simpsons game depended on where you physically stood to get the controls you didn't hmm. pick a character you put money into marriage or homer or bart so it's like you have to get a different rom for each character and i was like hmm. that's i'm not going to bother but that's interesting i'm glad i at least I'm know i'm not going to download the marriage one thank you very much yeah it's like so i might i, I if i really want to i might sw- i might swap marriage out for homer or something uh but played a little bit of that that's that's very wacky i played the the x-men arcade game which the music is fantastic i mean it's 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 you know i actually never played that in arcades so that was fun um other bits and bobs uh six gold coins on the old game uh, boy mm, chef's uh, kiss still still fantastic yeah music. one of I the mean, most underrated uh Mario games for, I, sure. for sure yeah and i think part of why i think it might be underrated is i think the one ingredient it's missing from the mario formula is it is quite easy um it is I, I, yeah. I, it's, it's it's lacking a little bit of challenge but i think the art style is great. i mean the game let's be the game boy was not that good i mean that's that's it was a cultural phenomenon we all had one but it was basically mario and tetris is all we were playing on it uh i mean i and donkey kong uh, donkey kong there was a good ver- uh, donkey kong yes yeah donkey kong great version of that uh, as i as i once attested very very passionately yeah, yeah. on this show um <laughs> uh but yeah so so like uh, i was like listing i was looking for like roms of like game boy games i held in high esteem and then i was like there's actually there's ones i played and i might pop on for nostalgia but i just remember playing like 
the Game Boy version of Mortal Kombat back in the day. Yeah. Just absolutely horrible. Absolutely fucking horrible. Um, so I played it. So yeah, Mario, I, I, that, that's one I'm going to finish. That's one I'm actively like playing. Um, yeah, uh, uh, back on the wrestling front, no mercy. Uh, uh, once I got that running, uh, I have it uh, like, surprisingly pick up and play like still really, really good. The campaign is terrible. It's just like you're constantly getting put in handicap matches and time limit <laughs> matches. I'm like, this is fucking dreadful. But uh, but that's uh, you know that's that's just the way wrestling game campaigns tend to be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think those are the main ones. I uh, oh, I started Crash Bandicoot two again, which I think is my favorite. Um, uh, that's still really great. I, I I like that game a lot. Uh, Microsoft's Crash Bandicoot. Microsoft's yeah. Crash Bandicoot, of course. Yes, if they're listening to this, I legally own that. If they're wondering, um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and uh, some Tekken three, which is of course a classic. Um, yeah, that's uh, the best Liam Neeson movie I think he's made in the last twenty. Hey, oh. he did it. He did it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so thumbs up on on, on that old uh, gimmick there. It is quite good. Again, the the one I got is the uh, uh, RG three fifty one MP, which is a bit of a mouthful. But again, there are a bajillion different versions and skews and models of these things. It's quite metallic. Like if I just tap it, it's like. Like it's, Ooh, it's got a, it's that got sounds a, like good quality to me. Yeah, it's fucking heavy. Like when I took it out of the box, like because right away I bought it, it was like, hey, it's a metal premium brand feeling thing. And then I took it out, it's very heavy. So if you want something that's like fucking sturdy, you know, it's uh, it's yeah. one of them. Uh, yeah, so that's it. I do have some, I do have like a checklist of things I want to like get to on it. Like now that I've mm. kind of spent all that time uh, fitting about with it to get it working. Um, and when I think of like big gaps in my, in my uh, back catalog, um, Zelda, I want to play a lot of Zelda games. Yeah, Link to the Past would be a good. Yeah, I did boot starter. up the first one and I was like, no, skip the NES yeah, ones. Yeah, but to be honest, I think I'll skip a lot of stuff on the NES. Like, it's just not, yeah. I don't think it's a generation that holds up super well. Yeah. Um, so I've got that on there. Uh, I did test just to make sure they ran okay and they do that. The N64 ones I have on there as well. So I can get to yeah, them. Link's Awakening on Game Boy as well. Yeah, I, so but yeah, basically, I have everyone downloaded prior to. Yeah. Game Boy, yeah. No, sorry, yeah. Game Boy. I, I think Link to the Past is the that was my first one. I think that's the best gateway into the. I might start that world. soon. Uh, Castlevania, uh, as well. Ooh, very nice. Something yeah. I, I I've never touched. So I have all the early ones, but then also all the very you know cult following like Game Boy Advance and PlayStation ones and stuff like that. Uh, and Silent Hill. I've never played Silent Hill ever, uh, despite liking mm. despite liking horror stuff quite a lot. So I'll get yeah. to that. So yeah, I suppose that'll be for the rest of 2022. There will be reports on that. Um, nice. As for stuff that came out this year, I have not. <laughs> Who plays new games? Yeah, anymore? it's I, all about retro. I really, like, I really want to like finish off the stuff from last year that I started. Yeah. Uh, while January is quiet, but the, a lot of it just hasn't grabbed me. So, like, I ha- I've had fun with Far Cry, but I'm like, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't quite muster a lot of passion for it. Likewise, Riders Republic, like, fun and good. I'm glad I have a a wacky motocross game to dive into when I get, when the mood grabs me, but I don't feel, you know, compelled. Um, I'm going to get back. I am mm. going to get back to Disco Elysium because I am really enjoying that, but the other ones, not so much. Haven't yet, haven't yet played Paparazzi, unfortunately. Um, no, I downloaded that for Natty as well. She hasn't quite had time to dig her fingers into it yet. Uh, what else? Something else. There was, a, there was a load of stuff on Game Pass the last couple of days. I haven't had a chance to, to, to get yeah. to, uh, too busy playing fucking SmackDown and WWF Warzone. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I want to get to those. And, like, January was quite quiet for games, but now we're, like, three weeks away from Horizon um, and, like, four weeks away from, like, Elden Ring. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, I was about to say it's about to start getting fizzy. 
that's kind of it for the year so far. There's really not a whole lot of stuff coming out. Um, so we'll have lots of time to play those games. Uh, and of course, Wordle every day. Oh, the wordle! Uh, Every day I'm wordling. I got a bit of a bitch today, wasn't it? I got a abs- I got a big yeah. fat L, which is to say I did not get the two L's that were actually in the word. Oh, <laughs> folks, you know what it's like. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is the one game I see a lot of people complaining about certain words. For me, every single time I don't get it, all I do is just kick myself. I'm like, yeah, because it's always staring at you there. It's right in your face. It's right there. Yeah, it's simple. It's simply about applying yourself, lads. I'm still on a 26 day streak. I, I don't believe that, to be honest. I don't. Any, I and anyone who's like, I've never lost, I'm like, mm. I've never lost. I've never lost. You're like Goldberg. They're sti- you're sticking on house show wins and all this other shit. Barry. When you're as magniloquent as Joe and I. When you're, well, that's eight words. <laughs> No, I, I got five, but I, I got K-N-O on my third guess. So I had... Fair enough. Um, knock and known and then no. And then I was listening to a podcast and they talked about the grassy knoll on it. And I was like, ah, they must have been fucking playing Wordle. They're refreshing their mind. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, you mentioned RetroArch, uh, Barry. I use that for modding my SNES Mini. Ah, yes. Okay, yeah. To put, to put all, similarly, put all Game Boy Advance games and Sega games and the like on it. And, of course, I have my beloved, although I say beloved, I actually need to use it more than I have been. But I have played a few modded games and my beloved EverDrive 64. Yes. Yeah. Because... Um, there's one thing to have, you know, a little device, but there's something to play mod games on the original hardware that really appeals to me as well. Um, but I would love a little handheld. I've often looked at them and I, I would love a little one, but it's kind of the situation of like Switch already has this the SNES stuff, if you have the Switch online. Yeah. And to an extent, the Nintendo 64, but I'm fucking not paying them that money, the fucking peeves. Um, Dead right. But... Uh, yeah, weirdly, obviously, I don't have PS1 nostalgia, nor do I, having never owned one, nor do I have anything outside of Nintendo. Um, nevertheless, it sounds like a fun project, and maybe uh, down the line, I might look at picking up one of those, because, you know, the SNES Mini and the EverDrive are great, but I do love more so than, than those. I do love having the Switch, playing the Super Nintendo on. Oh, yeah. Save states, rewind, obviously on the switch, etc. Um, give Yoshi's Island also Barry a download if you don't have it already. I have, I have, it, I played it already though. I did play that. Um, ah, very good. Very good. I don't know how I, I have not played things so many Zelda games, but I played Yoshi's Island. But ah, well, Yoshi's Island is great. It's good. Yoshi's Island is great. I, I, I don't love it. I don't love it. I think it's wrong yeah. that it's Super Mario World too. I mean, that's like sacrilege. Oh uh, well, yeah. You know, it, but it's good. It's, it isn't. <laughs> I, do, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm not one of them. No, that was my first, my first ever Super Nintendo game was Yoshi's Island got it with the system which obviously I got towards the very very end of its life cycle right before the N64 came out um, but yeah I've uh, I've just been playing Mario Galaxy on the twitch.tv um, I'm making my way through it this was the first little session where I started to experience some difficulties okay because uh, you know when you're doing really well in the game you start to get confidence to the point of sloppiness 
And so I'm just trying to race my way through these uh, levels and fall off the world and this and that. But uh, Mario Galaxy is really fantastic. Um, I know... Um, do both of you have the uh, 3D All-Stars they put out? Do you have yeah. that as well, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Joe, you played on Galaxy on that, of course. Um, I mean, Joe, you know I'm preaching to the choir, Barry. You got to give Mario Galaxy I know, I know. It's on, my it's, on my list. it's so good. Um, I'm at 45-ish stars. Mm. I'm, I'm doing 100% completion mm. run, obviously. To a point. Because the thing with Galaxy, I think I might have said this last week, the thing with Galaxy is you get your 120 stars, same as you do in Sunshine, same as you do in 64. Then you unlock the ability to play through it again as Luigi. Get the 120 stars again. And then once you do that, there's two extra stars to get at the end. So to 100% it, you have to get 242 stars. Fuck off, say. I'm only going to get 120 and then I'm not going to play you again. And maybe down the down the road, when when I have the itch to replay it, uh, then I'll replay it as Luigi and get the the final stars. But does no, Luigi have different abilities? Does he have like? He's, a, yeah, he has got a little floaty run. He does. Yeah, and yeah. a little voice. So, oh, wah, 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 wah. Um, Mario, Mario. No, no, I'm not going to be living that Luigi life. I'm going to get 120 in Galax. And then I'm going to get 120 in Galax 2 immediately afterwards. That's my that's my little Twitch thing for the I, foreseeable future. I, I, like, are they going to do anything with Galaxy 2 eventually? I assume they're going to put it out in some capacity, but, uh, you know. It's Nintendo. They don't do the logical thing. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. We're just, we're, we're, yeah. We're, we're stabbing in the dark here. I still can't believe that price hike for the N64 thing. I, I, I was, that was the most caught off guard I've been by, like, anything they've ever done. <laughs> Well, Banjo Kazooie just came out on uh, uh, Switch yes. Online, yeah. and it's the Nintendo sixty four version, not the updated Xbox version. Well, so, because they, for like yeah. they're running, like their their Switch Online N sixty four thing, by all accounts, is like a really shitty emulator. So <laughs> it's like, of course, it wouldn't run the shiny version. It could barely run the fucking original. I'd say. Uh, likewise, they are also putting out. I think next week, Majora's Mask is coming out. Yeah, great game, but. Again, we'll probably have problems. I would I would recommend Banjo Kazooie, but I recommend people play the Xbox version because it has quality of life improvements up the wazoo that the N64 one does not have, especially if you're looking to do a hundred percent run of it. Um Majora's Mask is great, but again, Ocarina of Time and to a lesser extent Majora's Masks, but especially Ocarina of Time, have both been improved on the 3DS remasters. I would, I would, again, if for people who have 3DSs or have the option to buy a 3DS, I would really struggle to recommend you play the original Ocarina of Time or the original Majora's right. Mask. Um, just based on quality of life. Like, I, I in two, was it two years ago now, I played both Ocarina and Majora's, the N64 versions. Like, the text speed is so slow and cannot be sped up <laughs> on a game that's really text in, intensive, you know? So, again, if you want to, if you have no, if you don't have a 3ds, you're 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 fucked anyway. You can only play the original one, but like that's a game that's been done and done better. Same as Banjo Kazooie. So there's a th- there is a thing for game preservation, and I def- I'm definitely in favor of that. And sometimes, and I think it's actually the case with Majora's Mask is they made changes that kind of ruined the experience to an extent. Um, but a lot of the time, game remasters are a good thing. And sometimes they're GTA, the definitive <laughs> yeah. trilogy. Um, anyway, Mario Galaxy is tremendous, as is no surprise to anybody, and I would highly recommend everyone play it, even if 
it's uh, it's mad that the Wii in 2008 still only had one fucking thumbstick, uh, which ruins the camera controls. Well, yeah, they went from GameCube with two sticks to Wii with one again. What? Crazy. Anyway. Anyway, because there was no movies and I only played one game and watched one TV show, I do have a quiz for the boys. And it is, it's kind of pointless and it's kind of, it's kind of family fortunes or family feud, but it's also kind of neither of them. It's kind of a a weird half and half. So we're going to call it pointless fortunes. Of wrestling. Mm. I, don't, I don't have a, a silly wrestling pun <laughs> name either. I'm sorry. Pointless <laughs> fortunes. Dot, dot, dot. Of wrestling. Of, of The Rock. Um, <laughs> so the rules are, are thus, right? I've got three lists for you. Three top tens. Although one of them does have more than ten because there's an equals. So like two people have the same stats. So but they're both number ten. You will each have five guesses. Okay. Back and forth, um, and you you're you're trying to guess people who are on the list, but who aren't necessarily top of the list in the same way as you would on pointless, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. However, unlike on pointless, it has to be within the top ten. So if you guess someone who is correct but who is not in the top ten, you get zero points. Okay. Okay. So you might want to play it safe and go for someone who's really likely to be in the top ten, but you're going to get less points, and you only have five guesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so hmm. I don't have a coin to flip, but I'll flip, I'll flip my passport. Uh, heads. Who, this is the, the bit with this is heads and that one is tails. <laughs> okay. Heads. Yeah. So Barry calls heads. It is heads. <laughs> Barry, you get to go first. Apologies, Joe. You didn't really have a say in the matter. <sighs> I called it. I called it. You called it. He did. He beat you to it. Okay. So category one is Total WWF slash WWE pay per view slash special promotional event or whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Matches. Okay. So we're looking for the top ten total matches on pay per view or whatever they call it now. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Ever. Okay. Um, can I just go whenever? Barry, you go first. Okay. Uh, I will say Kane. Kane, Barry, you get two points. Kane is the second highest of all time with 176. Okay. So two points for Barry. I'm going to say Dolph Ziggler. Mm. Dolph Ziggler. It's a good answer, Joe, but I'm afraid he's not in the top ten. Shit. That was a good guess, though. Um, it, was, it was a good guess. I'm sure he's probably top 20, yeah. but he's not top ten. Uh, I will say you. Um, Joe's giving me a bit of an idea there. I will go for Michael Mizanin. <sighs> Barry, it's a very good one. It's number nine. Yeah, nine points. Yeah, boy. Joe, back to you. Uh, I'll play it safe to get some points on the board and say Randy Orton. Randy Orton is, is on the board, Joe, but I'm afraid he's at number one. I thought he'd be uh, one. Yeah. yeah. 178. Two more than Kane. Oof. Barry, back to you. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, Randy Orton was going to be my guess. Can you do the bit? Kofi Kingston? <laughs> oh, my God. Barry, it's correct. 
tenth, ten yeah. points. <laughs> yeah, boy. Wow, that's a that's a hell of a guess, I would say. Barry keeps nicking all my answers. I had the Miz <laughs> and Kofi Kingston written down. Um, yeah. I'll go. Oh, this is going to be top five though, but fuck. I go John Cena. He is top five, though, but just about. He is number five. So you get five points. Okay. All right, Barry, you've got two more. Okay, uh, yeah, so we're in the the top end, most likely. Um, oh, God. Uh, the Undertaker? The Undertaker is correct, but number three. Okay. So not, not a lot of points. Joe, your opportunity to get some back here. Seamus. Oh, Ooh, I'm afraid not. I'm oh, afraid really? Not yeah. I'm afraid he's not on there. Barry, last one. Uh, I will say uh, no more BS Paul White. Correct. <laughs> Seven. Seventh place. Oh, oh baby. Uh, All right, Joe. Um... Who's been around for fucking ages? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the question, isn't it? Yeah, who's been around for ages and who they, well, while being consistently used, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. I think we've nailed most of them. Um, God, who's left? We said The Miz, we said Kingston. Oh... No one's uh, jumping out at me. It's an obvious choice. So I will go for Edge. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. It's correct. And he's in the top 10. And it's number eight. So you get eight points. Very, very good. That's the best possible answer you could have given. Nice. Um, There were two on the list that you didn't get. They were Triple H, H, number four. Yeah. And uh, number six, Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah, okay, those make sense. Those all make sense. Yeah, that, that list is very yeah. believable. So the score is 31 to 14. Okay. But with two rounds to go, it's still all to play for. All to play for. Yeah. All right, it's category two. Joe, you're up first this time. So let's use it to your advantage. Most AEW Dynamite matches. <laughs> um. Ten, 10 individual people again is this? 10 individual people there's actually 11 here because the two at the bottom actually okay. the three there's actually three at the bottom have all the exact same number alright so there's three people you can say that you will score nine points for I'm gonna go for Jungle Boy Jungle Boy is on there Joe he's number six okay. not bad so not six bad, points um, this is really hard um, mm. this is a show we've watched the entirety of <laughs> Um, fucking hell. Um, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix is correct, Barry. He is a nine pointer. Excellent. Wow. Um, Darby Allen. Darby Allen is also correct, Joe. Eight points. Hmm. 
Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida is a no. Ah, dang it. On the top ten. Um, Mr. Samuel Guevara. Samuel Guevara, I'm afraid, is also a no-go. Shit. Uh, I think he's just outside the the top ten, actually. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Is also incorrect, I'm afraid. What? He's not in the top ten. Lazy. I can't believe it. Joe, your number four guess. Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson is correct, Joe, but he's number two on the list, I'm afraid. So only two points on that one. Uh, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, correct. Nine points. Oh, baby. Shit. Come on, Joe. You need a big one here. Um, Your final guess. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, Kenny Omega. Correct. Five points uh, for Kenny Omega. It'll do. Okay. And Barry, your last one as well. Um... I can do a logical connection with the young box, but I won't. Um, Cody? Cody Rhodes, number three on the list. Very good. Uh, that's for Barry. Okay, so let me just count up your scores for this round. So, Barry, yeah. Okay, so that round was 21 all, would you believe? Wow. Uh, so, any guess who the top answer on the list is? If Nick Jackson is number two? Matt Jackson. It's Matt Jackson, 54. Number wow. three is Hangman Adam Page. Oh, I didn't Se- need it. Yeah. Number seven, the recently returned John Moxley. Oh, okay. And the other nine-pointer, I'm surprised his name wasn't mentioned when Barry's first guess was Phoenix. Pentagon. Pentagon. Oh. Yeah, that, I was thinking of using him as my last one, yeah. Penta El Zero Mirdo. I was uh, worried he'd be because Pen- Phoenix was nine. I thought because Phoenix, I think, has had more singles matches. I was worried. Yeah. I was worried Penta would be off the list. Just about not the case. Mm. Okay, and then last but not least, bit of a fun category here: the youngest wrestlers to ever compete in WWE <laughs> by order of age. So the youngest is number one, getting gradually older. Now I will preface this by saying. None of these are like Humbert Dinkery do in 1927. <laughs> right, okay. It's people we would they're know. All, they're all for intents and purposes of the modern age. And I assume it's like their first match when they were at their youngest. Their first right. appearance, okay. correct. Got, yeah. it, got it, got it, got it. All right. So, Barry, you're up first. See, I, I have, I feel like, I, I know a couple <laughs> that I feel like are like trivia nodes, but I feel like they're probably like high on the list, but I wonder should I just take them anyway? Um, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is correct. He's on the list, Barry. Do you know how how old he was? Still like sixteen. Sixteen is correct. He's number two on the list. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Two points. Joe, over to you. Um, Page. Oh, it's a very good answer, Joe. Eight points for Page. Mm. Come on, baby. Page uh, is correct. Uh, I will say Miss Barbara Blank Kelly Kelly. Oh, also a very good one. Not quite as good. Seven points. Okay. Okay. But uh, <laughs> next best thing. Joe, back to you. Uh, René Dupuy. 
Rene Dupree, six points. We're, we're starting to come down the list now. Eight, seven, six, we've got. Uh, oh, God. Um, uh, I wonder how old was he? I actually don't know. I'll take a stat. Colin Delaney? I'm afraid not. Barry's not on the list. Okay. Joe, guess number three. Matt Hardy. And that's number five. Oh, Correct. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe, or sorry, Barry, yeah. can you get number four, please? <laughs> uh, okay. I feel like there's another on your On your fourth guess. Yeah. I'm struggling. Um... Yeah, I, I guess I should. I don't think it makes much of a difference, but I, I should have clarified. These are like televised appearances. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, this isn't something like oh, you wrestled in a house show and fucking. Roar. Um, Randy Orton. Afraid, um, I'm afraid not, Barry. Joe. Hmm. I had Randy Orton as my next guest. Yeah. No, he's not on there. Um. Push a lot of young people. So. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's what's notable about it, I guess. Um, youngsters. Uh, have I got? Do I got two guesses left? You have. Yeah, I think yeah, you have two guesses left. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Barry went first. Yeah. Of, like. Women, I feel like they're more like yeah, so it pushed them all while they're young, incredibly yeah. young women on TV. Uh, I think I have one, no one's springing to mind. Um, it, 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 I'm gonna say <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. No, McCall Culkin is not on the list. Joe Joking. No. He's not there. Uh, Barry. Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate is on the list. Shit. Tyler Bate is Tyler Bate is number ten on the list. <laughs> ten points for Barry. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck. Uh Pete Dunn. Not Pete is not on the list. <laughs> I, I, actually, I would have guessed Pete Dunn next. I was going to guess Pete no. Dunn as well. So that's that's all. That's your five guesses. Okay. So uh, the final score, it, it is a close one. Um, that was actually, and this is going to reveal the winner, that was actually another tied round, 19 all. Wow. Okay. Which means the final score is Barry seventy one, Joe fifty four. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty. Two good. respectable scores. I'll give you the missing answers. You had at number nine a nine pointer. You would have done well to get her though. It is a lady, uh, but not known for wrestling. But she did have a match on Raw at the tender age of nineteen. It's Mrs. Bray Wyatt, JoJo. JoJo. Yeah, of course. Uh, number four, at the age of eighteen, it's brother of Bray Wyatt, 
Bo, Bo Dallas. Wow. Yeah, I did. I yes. Uh, number three, 17-year-old debut for Kenny of the Spirit Squad. Ah, of yeah. course. Kenny Dykstra. Yeah. And number one, anyone know who the youngest ever is? Is it Nicholas Cohn? It's Nicholas. That's correct. Oh, of course. Oh, that seems, that's so obvious in hindsight. At the, at the age of 10. Oh, so he's yeah. the youngest ever. So he would have got you one point. Yeah. And there we go. That such ends our quiz for this one. That was good. I, that was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. For that one. Uh, and with that, we will jump into the wrestling guff here quite quickly. Uh, out of curiosity, has anyone watched GCW last night or this morning? Or Nah. I, I didn't hear great things, but I, I checked it out out of curiosity. And the opener was a ladder match. And it was just so kind of like sloppy, kind of we fumble around. And then I stand there while you set up a stupid spot. Uh, while doing which you fall on your arse i mean it was just so <laughs> bad so bad i mean and like i every time i check out a big gcw show hoping that it'll like really grab me because it's the type of thing i feel like i would love but the the the, the delivery is never as good as the promise um uh, and it's like i thought even like the idea of okay i'm not i'm not going to get um, Danielson Omega out of any of this, but like mm-hmm. the latter match, like okay, they got they got like G Raver and Tony Deppin and all these crazy guys who do all this. You know, G Raver does all this really incredible deathmatch stuff, and Tony Deppin's like a legitimately great high flyer. And I thought maybe that ladder match opener will just be banging, and it really wasn't. At one point, like uh, G Raver puts like Alex Cologne between like two seated chairs, right? So he's got his head wedged in one and his arse is kind of sitting on the other. And then he puts a ladder on top of him, his back. So he's like sandwiched between chairs and tables. And then G Raver climbs another ladder. Like he's going to like basically squish Alex Cologne, but the ladder contraption kind of fo- just limply falls off Cologne's back. So he gets down off the ladder and then replaces it while the crowd chants, you fucked up. And this is the first match, right? And then he climbs the ladder again to do his splash. And right. They've got this, like, it was like the OTT Sonic, the hedgehog ring, uh, uh yeah. thing above the ring. Cause it was like the grab the brass ring match or something like that. <laughs> they, that was literally what it was called. Right. And right. they didn't, I, I, I don't know what went wrong where if they just didn't get their calculations correct, but it was not hanging in the center of the ring. It was literally hanging o- like basically over the ropes on one side of the ring. It was so lopsided. So to climb the ladder and win, you basically had to be like next to the ropes to get it. It was so stupid looking. So G Raver's climbing the ladder to do this big spot and he's losing his balance on top of this big ladder. He's a crazy deathmatch guy anyway. Like he's, went in. he's losing his balance and he's swatting the thing out of his way so he could do his stupid move it's like just grab it like even 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 accepting stupid ladder match wrestling logic for like okay they're just going to do cool moves because they don't it's not actually about winning Uh, he's literally swatting it away he's like oh it's in my way please and then he does this spot that looks terrible it's like him just falling off the ladder and kind of hitting the contraption uh, and then before he get, before the p- applause can even subside for, for his spot that he just did, he gets picked up and he's awesome bombed out of the ring. So it doesn't even matter what he just did. It's so just stuff was happening. And, and you may have, the, and then like 120 seconds later, like not even like three minutes, you might have you've probably seen like the gif or the clip of this going on. AJ Gray, who again is like really good. Like he's not a shit wrestler. Mm. So when you see him in this match, like, oh, he probably did some goon. He does this spot where he's outside the ring on a massive ladder and he's going to jump into the ring from the ladder and 
just just like slips and falls and just like hits the ropes on the way in and face plants like an oh, absolute man. like I got I can't even begin to describe it. it just looked so stupid it was horrible it was so 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 bad and, in, and like there was like one or two spots that were kind of cool people fucking killing themselves but the match itself was dreadful and so then i was like then i kind of like half watched the next match which was like a lucha six man which again there was some cool stuff in there but it was just they were just doing moves and some of them looked class and then the next one would like not really look that good and then okay it doesn't matter we'll go on and do the next one and that one looks okay um and the crowd didn't sound great but i from looking at like clips on twitter it looks like the crowd was was great but it was a, mm. a classic indie wrestling problem they go to the new big venue they go live on fucking pay-per-view and the miking is shit and you can't hear the crowd and so it's like the wrestlers are doing spots in a vacuum. Um, uh, it was just, it, it, I, 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 I don't know how much more of it I'm going to watch because it just seems mm-hmm. uh, really torturous. The, the third match is uh, Blake Christian versus Leo Rush, which, uh, you know, Christian's one of those guys that like he was in WWE very briefly. He got cut uh, in one of their rounds of cuts. He's a PC guy. Um, he's one of those ones that kind of like, if you like GCW and, and you're one of those people who follows it, they swear that he's this prodigy and he's this great, and I've never gotten this. Um, uh, I haven't really liked his other matches with Leo Rush, but I'll, I'll watch it. Um, yeah, and then the main event was Moxley versus Homicide, which I haven't watched yet. Apparently, they had like four minutes because everything else ran long. Um, and this was in NYC, so they had like a hard curfew they had to hit. So they had like five minutes, and they had to just do a match. Um so yeah, that that's my my every three or four monthly attempt to watch GCW. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll jump over here to uh, uh, AEW. Um, <laughs> did you hear Cody is a free agent now, lads? Um, right. Extremely, yeah. extremely believable news, uh, and <laughs> you know, and relevant. I think he's going to be in the. I think he's going to win the Royal Rumble. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it like I'm not saying it's not true, but I don't think there's anything to that story at all. Um, and it's, and I didn't think it when they announced it, and then when he uh, came out on Dynamite, and they're like, "Well, I don't even know if I'm gonna fucking be here next week." Looks to the crowd who don't care. <laughs> like, 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 what's the matter? What's the matter, Sid? You don't got your scissors, huh? <laughs> oh, oh they- that promo. Let me just. We jump quickly to yeah. We're not we're not doing a review per se, but like that promo was the epitome of the Homer Simpson. I like telling stories bit <laughs> where Bart's like, "What's the point of this story?" Yeah, I like stories. I like telling stories. I I, I bang my head on the coffee table till it passed out. The doctor said it might have brain damage because Cody's comes out. He's like, you know, we got these guys in this company, and then he's talking about Sammy Guevara, and then he's talking about something else, and then he's talking about Malachi Black. You're a good wrestler, and then he's talking about this. And oh my god, what is he talking about? He's talking about everything and nothing. Yeah, it was a real ramble nonsense, real ramble, and like this stupid like worked shoot promo about how he might leave and he's like it seems like it is a little bit triple h and like he felt like he was sticking his nose into everyone's program like talking about malachi black talking about cm punk talking about fucking page and all sorts of stuff and then there was just like this was so like not the context to do like you're gonna come to this company and call yourself Brody. Mm, that's a bit. Mm. I'm like you, you, you mentioning it's a bit. Mm, to be quite honest with you, pal, <laughs> it was really fucking. I mean, like I just honestly, I thought it was just in pretty bad taste to say that when you're doing um, 
Yeah, an otherwise hokey shit promo about about um, ten million, yeah, ten million things and nothing at the same time. <laughs> uh, and then at the end, he's like, "By the way, I'm having a ladder match next week." All right, cheers. I mean, that was supposed to be what the promo was. Yeah, to. he brought the ladder out during the commercial, and then he set it up in the ring. And then when they came back, he then talked for twenty <laughs> minutes while the ladder was just there, and he didn't say anything about it. And then at the end, he was like, "Sammy, ladder match, yeah, oh, beach break, see you." Oh, 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 oh. Oh man! Yeah, the CM, we see you, CM Punk, and blah blah blah. And I'm not going to turn heel. The reason I'm not going to turn heel, and as always, his delivery was like very good. Yeah, but what was he talking about? <laughs> like yeah. it was so haphazard and scatterbrained, and I don't know. I, I, I it did feel like he came out with no real plan of what he was going to talk about, and he got caught up in talking about stuff, and ultimately he came off like a I don't know. Old man yells at cloud. Yeah, a little bit. I think so. Um, so yeah, on uh, so yeah, he's a free agent. Apparently, I, I take I put absolutely no stock in that. I think you yeah. don't think he's going to come out in the Royal Rumble? I do with the sledgehammer so. and hit the big the Tony Khan head statue they have on the stage. <laughs> it's it, it, it's funny because it's like as much as Cody annoys me, I do think people who were thinking, oh, he he might actually show up. He might. First of all, you're swallowing that story you know, with no pinch of salt. Second of all, you really underestimate Cody as much as you might dislike him. If you think he'd be stupid enough to go back there after everything that's happened, he would get, they would um, have him thrown out of the ring in six seconds and accident conveniently. Oh, uh, one of their stupid fucking characters from NXT 2.0, Damo, the dog groomer or something would, <laughs> would, would have, would have a pile. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just transporting this pile of dog shit. Uh, oh, I'll just, I'll just leave it here. And then Cody would get tossed out of the ring into it. And then as he's limping backstage, covered in shit they'd have mayor kane come back and choke them on the ramp for like no reason like they would like uh, like i I think they're going to do something like that to fucking mickey james so there's the 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 chance of cody not getting absolutely annihilated if he went back uh uh, would be like zero he would absolutely be getting killed Um, (laughs) um yeah (laughs) <laughs> he's going back his pants just fall down he's got nappy on <laughs> oh Cody can't you go five seconds without humiliating <laughs> yourself <laughs> oh god um, yeah so as I thought the rest of Dynamite and Rampage were both quite good I thought yeah. even better is the people who think Moxley's got to be in the world that's, yes that's great that's what? great um, it's because, like it's like people just they got Mickey James got announced for the Rumble and people just went mental. There's I would say about sixty or seventy percent of people backstage at WWE do not know she's the Impact Champion. I would say they do have they have no fucking thing. They're like we just fired her. Presumably she's waiting around for work. Um, yeah. Like it's so it's such a non-story that people think that it's because there was a story going around as well that WWE wants a quote unquote forbidden door quote unquote mm. quote unquote quote unquote. Fucking um, uh, yeah! Apparently, the iconics turned them down as well. Fair play, well done. Because they've got they've got fifteen women to fill a thirty woman who are rumbling. Yeah, um, and their their rationale made sense. I was reading that fightful story. They it made, even though people say, "Oh, well, you're an impact." Why would they were like it wouldn't? It doesn't make sense having just left to do a cameo and come back, and then because presumably in a few years they will come back, which I'm sure they will. And it would matter more if you don't show up as fodder in their fucking Royal Rumble, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, totally get it. I think, I, think, I think they do want to do the, the classic thing that everyone always says, that Cody himself said, which is leave and make yourself more valuable before you come back, which, yeah. uh, you know, going away to then be tossed out by fucking Shayna Baszler in 
two seconds um, yeah. is, is not the way to do it. The only one I can kind of see happening to an extent, I don't know if it is Cardona. And I think that would be inverse to the iconic deal, where I think it would benefit him yeah. for his indie run to yes. come back to the Royal Rumble, based on the character he's doing. Uh, and I think it would be beneficial to an extent for WWE to bring him in for that one show. I think it would be very newsworthy on the internet wrestling scene. Yeah. Uh, now, how much stock they put into that or don't is questionable. Well, but Yeah, I suppose that's the ultimate irony is that despite everything he's done, they probably wouldn't care and say, oh, well, so what? You know? But it seems like like I've been listening to his absolutely awful MC True Long Island Story podcast. And um, <laughs> it seems like he doesn't harbor many bad feelings towards WWE. No, no. Um, and he would be, I reckon he would be absolutely up for it. And well, like, why not bring in Zack Ryder? Okay, fair enough, they did fuck all with him his last two years. Mm. But like, he's he's a name and people were into Zack Ryder once upon a time. Uh, whereas, you know, someone like Moxie, like, I've read Moxie's book, obviously, and he literally has pages that are like, fuck WWE, I hate WWE, I would never go back there under any circumstances. Um... <laughs> Like there's there's no credence to that at all. Never mind. Like ignoring the fact he's under contract to AW. Even if he wasn't, he probably wouldn't go back. Yeah. Um. He's he's like a CM Punk style. Why? Why does that company? Why are they the way they are? They annoy me so much. Fuck them. Yeah, they're like it's very much normal-brained people who are just like (laughs) to an extent. Yeah, and I know we're segueing all over the place here, but like. You have the Ali story that came up this week um, where he's looking for his release and they're just like, no. Yeah. Again, it's like, what? what's this company? Like, imagine being trapped for intents and purposes in a company and they just, you know, we're just going to keep you and we're going to pay you. you. You know, you're still getting paid. We just can't do anything. You sit at home for years. Yeah. Fuck. Like, and I, I, I understand the business of things because even... You know, the job I do even has, at times, ethical repercussions for other people that I may be not aware of, you know? Mm. Like, you work in an IT sphere, IT projects, and sometimes, on one hand, something that's being rolled out seems, oh, that's great technology, that'll be very useful, but down the line, that might mean that, okay, well, this person isn't needed anymore, you know? Mm. But when you have someone who doesn't want to work for this company anymore, and you're just holding on to them so that, well, then you can't go to the other place... It's such a weird mindset to have. Like, I don't, I don't understand it at all. No. I think that's, that's, that's a, a whole other ethical minefield over there. I think. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 did go. Yeah, he's not getting not getting his release. So there's a you know there's a hashtag doing the rounds and all that other stuff. So uh, we'll we'll see. I'm sure he will at some stage get out, but it seems like it's not going to be a, a, a an easy road. Well, you look at the the Brody Lee situation. How long was he stuck there before he finally got out? You know. Yeah. If, and or Ray Mysterio to a lesser extent, Pack as well. Uh, yeah. So just don't sign for them in the first place. Well, that's seems the, to be yeah, the that's, message, right? That's the cautionary tale, of course. Um, so yeah. Uh, then we. What else was on Dynamite? There was the uh, Chris Statlander, Orange Cassidy, Britt Baker, Adam Cole tag, which I thought was okay. Um, good fun. Um, there was. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm trying to navigate the new Wrestling Observer website to oh, find the fucking TV sorry. report. Give me give me half an hour. Uh, Moxley be, came uh, back. That was the main thing. Oh, Moxley, what a great! First thing promo. he did was said "fuck," which is great. 
Um, he's the best. <laughs> what was there? Someone in the crowd heckling him. Someone for... said he was a drunk and to get him out of the ring, which was a yeah, horrible get thing to say. Drunk out of the ring. And he said, "Shut!" He said, "Shut the fuck!" No, he said, "Go fuck yourself." That was it. Yeah, I like the, yeah. And, yeah. His first what, words in three months. Yeah, it was great. Yourself. And what's so funny is that he had uh, Jericho had recently trademarked GFY, and he even said it backstage in a promo. And he looked so smart. He goes, "Hey, uh, Kingston." You can go GFY. It's like John Moxley just said, "Go fuck yourself." Twenty minutes oh. ago, you loser, <laughs> you fucking loser. Oh my god, it was great. Um, yeah, so no, Moxley came out and he did that, and it, I mean, it was great. I mean, this is one of those things that AEW will always, always, always get right. I think they have the proven track record now. When something real happens and they have to have a person go out there and talk about the real life thing, they always nail it. They always nail it to a T. And the crowd, in like the best possible way, you've never seen a wrestling crowd this quiet, like intentionally without them like just listening or heckling. Yeah. It was actually kind of crazy because they were a good crowd for the rest of the show in terms of making noise. They were just you could hear a pin drop while he was talking. It was so great. Um, and just speaking from his heart about just overcoming things and falling asleep on planes and stuff like that. Uh, it was tremendous. It was really, really tremendous um, from from him as he always is. Yeah. Well, the reason they don't like fuck it up is because they don't do dumb shit like have someone come out and interrupt and turn yeah. it into a wacky like Vince Russo angle yeah um, so and like if they want to do something where where someone gets in his face about it which first of all I, I wouldn't really like if they did but if they do do that like you can do that two weeks from now you don't have to have the fucking it's it, like the returns and the feel good moments don't have to be shat on all the time you know which is great um, he then did have a match with Ethan Page on uh, uh, Rampage, which I think we've all been fairly middling on, on Ethan Page, but I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and I thought the finish was fantastic, and I thought Page sold it really well. Uh, yeah. They did this thing where where they were they were fighting, and and Moxley got him and like was elbowing him in the head, and then put him in the bully choke, and the ref stopped it, and it, uh, Page did this like great like out of it like UFC fighter style thing of like not even realizing he was gone. Uh, uh, it was great. It was so so great. That's uh, by the way. That's always better, in my opinion. Yeah, is when when they do a choke. So even when Hawk does the red run, mm. which they haven't unfortunately they haven't been doing for him. It's, it looks always better when the the person passes out from the choke rather than taps out. Yeah, because it makes both of them look better. Like one guy just choked the fucking other guy unconscious, and then the loser didn't like submit. He got choked out. Mm. Like he didn't he didn't tap. You don't get the visual of that. I think that's always how they should do chokes. You just have them and they pass out. So yeah, that was uh, that was really good. And then Brian Danielson came out. Ooh. And Taz was like, where the fuck's he been? He's been gone for a year. <laughs> um, so that'll be the next, uh, that'll presumably be a revolution uh, match. Yeah, oh, that would be great. That'd be great. Well, then they were supposed to It'd have the match. match at the last pay-per-view, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that. Uh, other stuff on Dynamite. We had, uh, uh, what, what, what else was there online? It was a good show. CM Punk and Sean Spears. That was, Very quick match. That was good for what it needed to be, of course. Uh, you know, nice little touch having Spears losing seconds, whereas Wardlow like, killed Punk the previous What's week. But what's the, this new thing online about that Sean Spears is actually really good? <laughs> he is good. He is good. Come on what? now. He is. He's grand. What? Come on. Well, he it's lost fine. in five seconds here. What What do you need no, to no. do? Forget the five seconds thing. Sean Spears, I said it the other week. He's Aldi Randy Orton. He thinks, sir. 
He thinks that if you move your hands slowly and a bit weird, that that is good acting. No, that doesn't make you interesting. And he sits on his chair and he moves. He moves oh, all slowly. So good. Like, I can not laugh. The chair. It's a chair closing. Oh, it's so good. So good. What? He's good. He's good. Are we in the the ten? Ten. Ten. What's going on? Yeah, no. I understand. Is Barry? Is this a bit? Is Barry? No, 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 no. It's like it's like he's not. I'm not saying he's fucking Brian Danielson. The point is, is that he <laughs> he certainly isn't. He's, he's good, certainly he's isn't. good at what he needs to be, which is a mid card heel. Right? No. Yes. What you mean? He, no. no. He isn't. He isn't good. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is my argument. He's so fucking boring. First of all, when you when you're watching him wrestle, you're like, Christ. Uh, am I? I'd rather watch the wall. Well, that's be more it was just a five oh, second there. match. That's why it's good. No, no. But I'm talking. In, I'm talking in general, Barry. How often does he have long matches? How often does he well, have me, fucking ten minutes? Tell you, this ten second match was probably the best match he'll have all year. Well done, Sean. <laughs> Where where are these long Sean Spears? Are you watching? Are you a, a YouTube AEW pervert? Are you watching the dark and all that? <laughs> no, he's had matches. He had matches the other week, like a year ago. He never had matches. He's got his chair and he having a f- fucking comment because I'm hitting people with a chair. Oh, when Bubba Dudley does it, you love it though. I don't. Yes, you did. Everyone loved that. Don't act like you didn't like that. I was too young to understand the subtext. Anyway, that match is only a couple no. of seconds. Anyway, Sean Spears is is boring, and he thinks uh, that moving a little bit weird yes. makes him an interesting character. Absolutely. It does not. Absolutely, it does not. Yeah, and he he, he moves his hand off. Face. No, fuck him, is that? He moves his hand all weird. He takes a little hood off. Mm, I'm an interesting character now. You're just describing the Undertaker, oh, to be honest. No, Undertaker did that bit where he did the L'Oreal because you're worth it. <laughs> And the thing didn't actually come off his head, which is one of the best wrestling ones of all time. Um, but Sean Spears, I think Joe, Joe, will back me up. Sean Spears is is the shits, and he's only there because I he's wouldn't say he's the shits. He's, not, he's the like, shits. He's so boring. He's he's a very he's, average. That's what yeah. Like that, that's all I'm saying. He's average. I'm not saying he's fucking. You said he was great a minute ago. He's great at what role he's in. He's great at being the annoying pest, the accountability buddy for the ward law. Okay, he's uh, he uh, is fine. I'm not having it. Anyway. this is the, this is the Ray Two argument of 2022. Is Sean Spears t- No, because not? I don't like Sean Spears as much as I like the Rain 2. Anyway, I'll tell yeah, you... I, I, Sean Spears less than I like I'll tell you. Too. I'll tell you who is great. Go on. Serena Deeb is great. She's pretty good, I would say. Ah, don't yeah. give me that now. Come on. Don't be thinking... I, 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 I like where she's going character-wise. I think it's still kind of a bit of a work in progress, but I like the direction they're going for sure. She's great in the ring. The match, the match wasn't much, but it wasn't like supposed to be. I suppose she just kind of killed Sky. Yeah. Sky Blue got the briefest of of brief kind of uh, flashes, and then uh, uh, Deep like killed her. It's, I, I think I think the character stuff is is, is really coming along. Um, I guess they're doing another Sheeta match. Like I, I was all for them doing a fourth one. Yeah, but then that match wasn't a real match. So now they're doing a fifth. What they so because they never do this. It's very odd, you know. But I feel like I, I also feel like they probably know the pressure's on to do more women's stuff, some mid card women's stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah. What do you make of the uh, Dan Lambert being with Lance Archer? It's such an odd. Uh, it doesn't really work uh, for me. Um, I agree. Uh, like, like what? And then I, I was, I guess I was more surprised that Jake came back when he had Lambert. Yeah, uh, I, I, I thought we had seen the end of 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 Jake. Of Jake, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's an odd because it, it, it's weird because I kind of feel like when he was popping up here and there in like Impact and like MLW, like all I kind of wanted was like well, someone needs to get this guy and permanently have him meeting Dan Lambert because he's great. But now I feel like it's so ran its course with Men of the Year, and now he's kind of just pottering around doing other stuff, uh, and it's a bit of a square peg in a round hole situation. I uh, I, I don't love it. But at the same, yeah. but I mean, at the same time, like the Jake stuff also ran its course as well. I mean, uh, you know, um, I, but though no, I, I think Jake is a better fit for. Oh actually, yeah, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Lambert is, but the, like that match with Kazarian. Oh was, my! Was no good. God, I mean, I saw some people, you know, fair enough, saying that the acclaim shouldn't have sold so much for like two singles wrestlers, which I think is is fair. They're top ranked, by the way. Uh, more egregious to me was the guy who's challenging for the world title going fifty fifty with. Coming down to the ring, you guessed it, Frankie. Because it was another annoying ring announcement. Yeah, like, no, listen, that one's terrible. You guessed <laughs> it. Frankie Kazarian is the lamest man in the world. And now, he, and now he's, his ring name is, you guessed it, Frankie. He's one of those, it's, it was kind of like, when, like Yoshi, it really is like Yoshitatsu because he was the elite hunter until he got his ass handed to him over and over again. And now he can't call himself that anymore. Um, yeah. But the irony is when his music played and his video came up, it said something like the metal rebel, or yeah, heavy metal rebel. Yeah, I had no idea who the fucking was. I didn't know who was coming out. And then it goes, "You guessed it, Frank Zarin." I was like, "I didn't guess it. He, 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 I didn't know." He's got like four nicknames. Uh, yeah, but no, you guessed it, Frankie Kazarian. No, lads, this ring announcer stuff has got to stop. But I think you guessed it's supposed to be his name. Oh, no, actually, no, you're right. It is supposed to be a, a cutesy announcement. You're right. It's bad. Yeah, um, it's, it's bad. It should have it should have been like Deeb and Sky Blue. Like Kaz should have got like one move on him, and then Archer should have absolutely put him through the ring mat. I mean, it was just so ridiculous. Uh, oh yeah, and like I don't like this. Like fucking Adam Page just like comes out after the match. It's like half past the hour, completely random segment. Uh, that wasn't great. No, I agree. Um, for what already feels like a real B tier world title feud, um, yeah, yeah, you have to artificially make it feel important by having it be prominently featured, you know, featured on the show either at the beginning or at the end. It it just feels very shoved in the middle. Um, obviously, the main event was acclaimed Darby and Sting, and for the most part, it was Sting against. The yeah, game. they took out Darby and Sting. It was like, I'm working the whole thing, brother. I get me in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the no mercy handicap gimmick. Yeah, and, and also, listen, I won't be showing up by by GCW. I'm doing a sick dive at the end of this fucking. Oh, race, it was good. It was, it was, I love Sting. He's so great. I wonder though, is he the one going like? I'm doing this fucking move, or someone coming to him going. To uh, I think I don't think anyone's going to Sting at sixty yard and saying you have to jump <laughs> yeah, off yeah. the stage. Can we throw you <laughs> off the stage? I think Please. I think he's always even because you can even see it in the TNA run. He's always had a little bit of pride in his in his work, and I think he he wants to. I don't think he wants to be seen as the sixty year old. I think he wants to be seen as you know obviously the older legend. But I want he he wants to be seen as oh guy who can go. Uh, I also have to say as well. No, I don't think any not since the glory days of Santino Morella. I don't think anyone gets a consistent laugh out of me like the acclaimed do. They're they're fantastic. They really are. Yeah. The, like the line about the gory self mutilation or whatever yeah. he said. Yeah, yeah. Was cute. The music Starca- video. Starcade ninety seven. Starcade ninety seven. That was like a real deep cut, and it actually got a pop as well, which was yeah. great. The music got video a, was fantastic. You know all the yeah the little Willie. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so no, love love the acclaimed. Um, I do too. I, I wish the acclaimed were were if anything a bit more prominent. I, I would like them to have won this match and kind of maybe even get a tag team title run down the line. Yeah, it's, uh, they're probably going to get a match soon, but I don't think they'll win. Um, I think I think we are kind of we are definitely heading towards you know the House of Black. I think it's definitely the obvious direction. Uh, um, well, they were right. They were I liked right. the match this week. It was pretty funny seeing them kill Brian Pillman in in, in you know two minutes flat. Um, the problem though is that is that Malachi Black's spin kick when he when done right because I know he does absolutely fluff it up on occasion. But like I I like I think that's more spectacular than their tag team finish. Yeah, the little throw body slam. Which is a shame. I would have liked. Obviously, I haven't seen any of their like PWG stuff no. or anything. But I'd like them to incorporate the spin kick into a into a tag move somehow because it's like the best movie does. You know, when he does it and it properly, it looks great. Yeah, the body slam is a bit okay. It's, yeah, he throws he throws him and he catches him. Yeah, that's cool. But it's, at the end of the day, it's like a it's a body slam. Yeah. Uh, and then Rampage, you had uh, well, it's supposed to be, we were supposed to get Rocky Romero, but he got COVID, unfortunately. So uh, well wishes to him. Uh, and yeah. Instead, we got Nick Jackson versus Trent, which was quite good. Uh, to be fair, it was. It was very uh, good. Trent is, is is really good since he came back. Um, yep. Anna Jay versus Jade Cargill, which for two women of that experience level, I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Agreed. could have been real messy. <laughs> Uh, but it wasn't on a live rampage as well. Yes, a lot of yeah, this is yeah, a weird week. They because yeah, they did a live rampage as well. They gave Hook his first live match uh, against Fuego del Sol, which was you know it was, it was another Hook match. It, they they have an established was, thing now. Who's the other guy? It wasn't Fuego. No, it was the, oh uh, Serpentico. Super Getting my my masked master Bernie's mixed up. Your masked teenagers mixed up. Yeah. It's more they of a very, squash than his previous matches, so yeah. I want to see him wrestle. They very much, I think they they've kind of established their their hook thing that he's doing for the foreseeable. Um, I'll be very curious because they gave the bear the fucking horrific. I don't need to see these bear country guys wrestle ever again. I, every time they get a, a match on a proper show, they're shit. You know. <laughs> yeah. But you are correct. But but they You're gave they gave they gave him a little bit against Hook because he's obviously so much bigger than him. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm wondering how long before we get an, an actual match. Um, it's interesting though because he's in Team Taz, but he's been very c- clearly positioned as a face because he's QT Marshall is coming out shouting at him. He's fucking him up on yes. the way out, stepping over him as he goes down the uh, down the the entrance tube. Yeah, I, I you know, I, but AEW's always kind of dabbled in that stuff. They like to have their their shades of grey when they when they can. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I guess they will have a match at some stage, and I guess that'll be something resembling a regular match. I mean, you know, Cody yeah. sold for QT, so I assume uh, Hook will. Um, but yeah, uh, fun rampage. Uh, they got a pretty loaded uh, uh, beach, break. beach break coming up. Lights out match. Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. That should be great. Um, Cole. Yeah, I, I don't want to come off like old Cornette here. Oh God, here we go. I, I do have a, I do have a complaint of the week. Go on, but I, I think it's a valid one this time. I, I don't think this is a nitpick like uh, the announcing. Yeah. Well, no, I think that's. <laughs> I think number one, I think they do too many like hardcore matches. One hundred percent, yeah. 
um, which makes this feel less special because we just had Rampage last week was a six-man mm. street fight. Uh, and number two, they do too many hardcore spots and matches that aren't hardcore matches. Well, that is getting to be very annoying. Yeah. Uh, they, they had Baker. <laughs> table spots all the time. Yeah, Baker going through a table. And like that, that spot wasn't even that impressive or important. You could have done 10 million finishes without it. That, yeah. And I know it was to like set up Adam Cole's furious. They're going to have a no rules match, but it's like you could have done a million. But just have, just have him bump her off the apron. Yeah, like oh god. Um, but they did like didn't they do a destroyer through a table or was that the week before? The week before, yeah, week before. But that just goes for the point. <laughs> that wasn't a hardcore match either. And then uh, that was bad out of the belts, and I, mean, I know that because I was annoyed because in the main event, Riho also then like ran up a table to do a spot. Um, you know, they, yeah. they do that way too much. It the show this this week's shows were better, but still, there's still a thread of the last two months where it just feels like the agenting has like gone out the window, and just just uh, the same stuff is happening in all the matches. Uh, keep the keep the hardcore or the weapon table, even including table. Keep them to the hardcore matches and do less hardcore matches. Yeah, I think that has to be the general thing. Like they kept it so simple at the beginning. They get it so simple. It's just matches. Well, I, I have bad news for you because they're doing the lights out match and on the same show they are doing a ladder match as well. So Yeah, which will have table spots. Yeah, which is it. definitely yeah. going to have someone going through a table. But uh, nonetheless, I think it'll be good. Uh, they've also got Jericho in the inner circle against uh, uh, 2.0 and fucking um, Garcia, is it? It is. Yeah. And it seems like they're they're planting seeds for a uh, split. Santana Ortiz split. But that also feels to me like it's a red herring. Yeah, which I which I'm hoping it's not yeah, because I hope it's a normal herring. Yeah, it's a blue herring. Um. So yeah, and then they've also got Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. Um, which like, I think those are two good wrestlers who will probably have a good match. The the that that whole program though is like migrating from YouTube, and it's very odd that they just like nonchalantly started doing it on dynamite it's like uh these are these are two women we haven't seen for months before they started arguing with chris statlander backstage on shows you know yeah but nonetheless again like they ha- they they've got two women's titles now they have to develop a mid card they have to do it um which means you have to do matches like this uh and and you know they're good i think they're both good wrestlers so i think i think that'll be a, a fun match um so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that show i think that'll be good um and uh, I think that's it, really, for for AEW this week. Um, I think it is. And we have wait, the Royal Rumble this weekend. Yes, yes. It's on. S- yeah, Saturday the 29th. So it's a Saturday night. Royal yeah, I mean, Royal I, Royal. I'd love to sneer at it, but because it's on Saturday, I might. Are we going to watch it? I, I mean, I think I think I'll, I'll, I'll see. I I'll might see. watch the Rumble match. I'm not watching the fucking research. <laughs> You're not watching Barack Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, big men with big chests slapping meat. Mm, no? Nah, bored of that. I might, mm, I might sounds, watch that. I might watch that sounds that. good to me. You're, you're um, not watching uh, Becky Lynch and the, Lynch. Duo, the duo draw out. <laughs> the duo draft. That's uh, Malachi Black and Bernie King's move. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, like in in isolation. That's a good match. I, you know, I, I, I would like, to, I would like to see Viper and and Rebecca Knox, if I may use their their previous uh, non e names. Uh, I, I would, I would <laughs> probably enjoy them having a a grappling match in any other context. But the duo Raup versus Becky Lynch in a in a thrown together fucking 
B show, you know, style make the classic rumble thing of it doesn't have to be a significant title match. Uh, uh, you know, this is Bob Holly Lesnar, you know, type deal. Um, that, that. I, I have a question about WWE as well, and I, I don't want it to come off. It's not a complaint, so I'm not coming off like sexist against the women's. But but what's what's the recent WWE specific fascination with the women all having big Amazonian hair with braided sides? Oh yeah, um, what's the thing with that lately? I I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's like them as a company so much as just those like Becky and like Beth both have that idea. I suppose you know. Because um, it seemed like for a while the fascination was that all the women had really long hair. Yes, they all had like yeah. extensions down to like their knees. Um, and now every time, yeah, maybe it's it's just specifically I've only seen the pictures of those two women. But it seems like every time I see a, a screenshot of rest of WWE, it's a woman with that exact same hairstyle. Did, I don't know. Did we all see the clip of Beth Phoenix waiting for her music before she walked down to the ring? Yeah, Vampiro. Well, <laughs> please play my fucking music. <laughs> fucking music. One of the all-time great wrestling clips ever. My striker going. Vampiro so professionally can't go because he does have his wrestling music to amp him up. Oh, I love. It. I'm gonna go watch that after we finish this show because it's so. Okay, good. me too. Um, yeah, I, I, Ed, I'll watch the Edge and Beth. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Maurice. I mean, well. like, I liked Miz for years, and I do still think he's good, but, like, people try and convince you that he's, like, this underappreciated great worker. And, like, every time I watch a clip on, like, YouTube, I'm like, the guy's doing the same fucking shtick he's been doing since he showed up 16 years ago. And I'm just, like, I'm so over it. And he's so fake, and he hasn't gotten with the times. Um, but I, I always like Beth Phoenix. I think that I, I, it'll be hard. I like uh, that feels like a match to watch the gifts of the highlights. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I'd like to see Beth Phoenix do some moves, uh, but I have yeah. no interest in watching them wrestle for forty minutes. And Roman Reigns against Seth freaking Rollins, which is his full name now. Yeah, apparently. yeah, <laughs> that old thing. Uh, mm. probably on pay, like probably will actually be a good match, bell to bell. But like again, we're kind of at the stage where. Rollins is another one where I can't muster the the passion to get into it. Yeah. Um, the irony is, right, I know we just did our predictions last week. I don't remember who we predicted to win the Royal Rumble, so I don't have a favorite going in. I don't remember who I said. I said Bianca and Big E. I think all of us agreed on Bianca. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't remember I said, who I said, I said for the match. I think I said Bobby Lashley. <laughs> He's not even fucking in it. Okay. Well, he could be in it. He could lose and then be in the. He Rumble. could be in it, yeah, probably. Yeah, this is the company where Brock Lesnar just walked out during a Money in the Bank match and took the suitcase, and he won. He wasn't even in the match, so anything can happen. Anything can happen in WWE, Joe. Uh, yeah. So look, we I, I imagine we will have some form of thoughts on that next week, anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay up and watch it, so I'm gonna watch the whole show. I'll see how it's I feel. So. I'll definitely watch it in some capacity. I, it's, we'll have our first WWE review since like WrestleMania, WrestleMania last year, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so uh, more of the usual fun and games as well next week. Uh, if you want to email us, chairshoppodcast.com. There's a little email button on there. You can do that. You can email yes. us uh, your predictions for the year, your takes on the Royal Rumble, your takes on anything wrestling or non-wrestling related. You can ask us questions uh, of any sort, and we will do our best to answer them. Uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We will talk to you again. It will be later this week as well. So technically, these weeks where we do a Monday show, that's like two episodes in one week. You're going to be lucky ducks. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, it is goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye.